Good evening I, I and look- welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast. So we're in our 12th Teamless Tuesday. So fortunately for you all, I'm your host, Stuart Lords, and I've made it in today despite my uh, illness. And tonight I'm joined by uh, Mitch Brown, who is our expert physio. Hey, Mitch. Hey, mate. How are you? Sounding pretty good at the moment. Oh, mate. I'm, I'm flogged. Um, yeah, it's no good. And we've also got Nick Lord, who is gone from our fantasy nugget to our fantasy tender. Now you're like a fantasy chicken roast, mate, because you are doing really well. But you're also our fantasy technology flog, mate, because you were supposed to record this and you couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, we, we Stu wasn't meant to jump on, and um, we we sent the SOS and he, he's he's come in and off, off out of his um off his deathbed pretty much to record the podcast. So Mitch and I can just have a chat for an hour or two. Yep, that's it. So Nick, take us away, mate. What's happening this week in the world of NRL? It's our Indigenous round, guys. So I thought we'd do a uh, quick welcome to welcome to country. So. I recognise, so this is from where I'm, where I'm recording, that is, uh, the traditional owners of the lands are the uh, Gringai people and pay respect to their elders past and present. Excellent. Uh, and guys, just before we get started today, I know we had a comp up uh, for the worst trade to who wins a the kilo of uh, Alan's cars I have in my ba- bag up here. So... Uh, Trust me, they're not just random ones that I've accumulated over a while. It's it's one solid bag. But um, what we thought was is that with round 13 coming up, we'll actually have a bit of time to go through these terrible trades that people have made this year. So we reckon we'll hold out till next week. So you have another whole week to make some awful trades to try and win a kilo of Alan's car lollies. And uh, for our second, uh, second promo, I possibly bought a kilo of freckles from Audi. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I really feel like I'm in the lead with those worst <laughs> trades. I, I really didn't see anyone who jumped off the screen. Like I feel like I'm firmly winning at the moment. Oh, no, there, was, there was a classic. There was one classic. Um, yeah. Is yeah. it Paps to Turbo or something? Oh, no. The, yeah, there, there was a couple of pretty good ones in there, though Mitch did Paps to Turbo. I did Paps to Turbo, <laughs> dude. <laughs> so, yeah, so. 90k and a trade it's it's filth it's just bad oh it's pretty it's bad. bad they can't uh, i must say i'm not probably going to get points away for injury just bad choices so we'll see how we go anyway guys we're up on facebook and instagram at boom or bust nrl so like and follow us thank you guys who do comment and interact uh, we appreciate it, guys, and thank you for getting involved with the promo. We will be going through that next week. I've started listing them all up. Uh, guys, this week we have all our regular segments, so let's get underway. I'll just quickly kick off. Kiwi Cookie is 10-1 and 1 in our league. Uh, so, mate, you're still killing it. Papa Don't Bleach, 978. <laughs> what a name. I know. I was just. It's funny. I wrote that down, but I didn't really look at it, and then I'm like, oh, man. Okay, right, 978, well done. Mitch, what's happening in your league? Mate, same as every week, NRL FL Loms still leads and he is undefeated 11-0. and 0. Gross. Nick, what's happening? Yeah, Brad is the last G, still top of the league, 10-1. and 1. A shout out to GG's Bunnies, Georgia, who's on a five-game winning streak, so congrats. And in our overall league, guys, Matt Pay from uh, Death Squad NRL FL, which is a fantasy, la- fantasy lounge lads, uh, top in the overall league still. And Daniel C from the Fantasy Lounge as well, Elite Defeat, beat me by one point to take it a high score of the round uh, with 1,027. So congrats to Daniel. Well done. 
And Nick, mate, I hear that you've had a bit of a good week in fantasy. How are you going? Boys, I was 154 heading into Sunday, but I've dropped back down to 452. 452, <sighs> that's still a good spot to be, mate, this part of mate, the year. Considering where we were round one, yeah, it's 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 feeling pretty good. Uh, how are you going, mate? Uh, mate, 12.51, so I've, I've kind of been churning around that spot for a little while now. Again, bench issues. and uh, But on the plus side, my trades this week made me enough cash to actually turn some cash cows into keepers. Uh, Did Mitch, you end up captaining your lord and save his No, I didn't. I, that's the other mistake I made. I friggin' dropped 30 points because I accidentally left the captain on Nico Hines from last oh, week. Oh, God. So it could have been a lot worse. So, like, Nico had a reasonable game like oh, I was really worried until he got that try and then that field goal <laughs> it shows you how good Cleary is I know we'll come to this later it shows you how good he is is that you got Hines scoring a try and getting a field goal can't get within 15 points of the man in Cleary mate does all things touches the ball too much alright and Mitch mate how you going there mate I've jumped up a thousand I'm sort of getting more more respectable with each week i'm up to 4092 so a couple more weeks like that and uh i might be uh, a bit less of a nugget which would be good awesome okay so nick stats this week what's happening a tackle crunches guys in the base stats we've got nat butcher with 53 and gerber with 52 our meter readers we've got moses Suli, uh with 228 uh, running meters, uh, Ruben Garrick with 227, Sel- Selwyn Cobbo with 224, and Taylor May with 217. In terms of attacking stats, guys, there's a list of uh, no one got a Hattie, but plenty got a double. We've got Cobbo, Mamalo, Farmani, Brown, Garrick, Perrin, Lomax, Vilea, Nanai, Luai, Wallace. So, um, yeah, Jared Wallace getting a double is pretty funny. Um, someone put some money on him for first. Uh, try scorer and earned a shitload of money so that's pretty awesome uh, in terms of try assist guys uh, SJ Amane uh, Townsend and Starling each got two Cobbo got three line breaks Benny Hunt got only two line break assists I didn't see anyone else cross around with two line break assists believe it or not which is pretty crazy offloads Ryan Madison with six which uh, got a sheesh stat uh, post from us this week David Claymore with five tackle bus Lockie Miller on debut got ten Corey Oates and Sal Coleman each picked up nine against the Knights. Escape from the end goal. Lomax got two, including one which looked like a uh, rugby mall. Uh, it was pretty much it all in. Uh, it sort of looked more like a biff than a, a escape from the end goal. Um, anyway, in terms of kicking, Katoni Staggs, Valentine Holmes, Nathan Cleary each bagged six goals. Um, Milf got uh, two forced dropouts. Nathan Cleary kicked 600 metres with DC with 589. So they were the leaders this week. In terms of negative play, guys. Adam Pompey and Vilea, they cannot make tackles with eight and seven missed tackles each. Adam Pompey again made four errors, so he's just in negative uh, territory to begin with. I think he might have popped out negative score in the end in 80 minutes. Valentine Holmes also got four errors in terms of penalties, guys. Nico Hines copped four. Max Keane copped three. In six against, we got uh, two from Milf, Justin Olam, and CSC Vitalikai. Mitch, take us through with the physio. Oh, hold on. Uh, Just speaking of... uh... Adam Pompey. He didn't get a negative oh, yeah. score. He got zero. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, mate, he, he got zero. Exactly. Because of all the negatives, man, he got absolutely flogged. Anyway, Mitch, injuries, mate. Big ones this week. Look, What's happening? It is, but it's got to be better than the last two weeks, right? So the waiting room isn't quite as full. So 
let's start off with the biggest one and the one that sort of hurts my soul. Uh, I'm going to be regretting this one, I think, for the season. Tommy Turbo. We know he dislocated his shoulder. Uh, potentially, I wrote here, season ending with Lardage. It is now confirmed. He's looking like five months, uh, possibly even six out with that. So he's a sell, and may God help me. Uh, Kyle Felt. So that's a grade two MCL, guys. Four to six weeks. We've discussed it before. Often if the role uh, sort of affects stepping and pivoting, it's going to be a little bit longer. So I would be thinking at least five for Kyle. Jason Tamalolo, he's looking like a grade one MCL. He's a forward. He likes to run straight. A lot less stepping these days. I'd be thinking two weeks for him. Apparently, they're saying one, possibly. There you go. Big boys that run straight, you strap them up and uh, away they go. So honestly, mate, I would not be surprised if you could get out there um, you know, next week. That wouldn't shock me at all. Uh, Mo Fodawaka, so he had an ankle injury. Uh, it's looking likely like a lateral ligament. He's named to play. He's a beast. Uh, he can play through most things, I would suspect. So not overly worried about that. Uh, COC for Talakai. He looked to also go down with a lateral ligament sprain, but has been named. Look, implications for him. I already felt like he was a sell. Uh, and with this injury, the odds just go down further of him cracking out a big one because it will, it will affect that top-end speed and his ability to step. Yes, uh, so Lone Scout out there. I know you had a big hold on Talakai. Mate, shut up. Trust me. He's a big, fat sell. He was two weeks ago. If you still got him in your team, tell me that that's because you've got like five other players who are literally dead. I think, Stu, you made the call of the year or, or one of the best ones uh, sort of when you said that Cooler was able to cover him. Once I knew that, I, I really just couldn't get on board with him because Cooler's 18, man. If you're 18 and you figure out how to cover him, he's not getting past 18 the 18 like 75 kilos, right? Yeah. So that he's, he's giving up 30 kilos on old mate and he was able to, yeah, stop him. Every team's been able to stop him. You just don't run away from him. <laughs> get up and jam before he gets ahead of steam. Newton's first law. Mm. Um once that once that train gets going, it's going to be hard to stop. So you know, just this this is just another layer of exactly why you need to get off him if you haven't already. I would think. I do think you know maybe he'll crack out a big one, but I felt guys, and I don't want to harp on this too much, but I felt that Talakai's really been a victim of Wade Graham going back, and I think uh, there's been a bit of instability on that left edge. So until they sort that out, I just don't see him cracking out a big one. Uh, Char Nickel Klockstad, so grade one hamstring. Uh, I reckon he'll be a couple of weeks, and I think he was sort of listed possibly as just uh, the one. No, this one's come back six. Just six. today. Only today. Right. Um, so it's six weeks within a grade two. So, um, you know, it could be six plus. When you're talking about backs with um, hamstring uh, injuries, it does take that little bit extra. So uh, I saw one to two today, which means something else has been released recently. Um, on that. HIAs, we've got a few. So, Tevita, Totola, Tane Mill, and Jacob Liddell, they'll all likely be about a week. Um, Bradman Best, dislocated elbow. This was a nasty one. I saw it live. So, he had a posterior dislocation of uh, his elbow there. Um, look, as far as dislocations go, it's certainly better than a shoulder. I'd be thinking three to four weeks for that one. Uh, and then the final one's Adam Fanil Blake. Now, I don't know, Stu or Nick, if you saw anything, but he was listed as a foot, but I couldn't find anything more than that out there at the moment. Uh, and... Adam Fanil Blake, Liz Frank, almost certainly. Okay. Serious, Beautiful. serious foot injury, long-term significant yeah. foot injury. It's it's funny because you, 
you, you can probably see that uh, I jotted down here. Um, foot need to find out. Hopefully not a Liz Frank. So um, that that'll be close to season for him, which is a bit of a shame. But um, gee, if you were look weren't looking at Torhu before, you'd definitely be thinking uh, he's not a bad look now. Especially with Matt Lodge also out. So the two starting props. Have, oh man! Imagine, yeah, the Warriors—they they can't—they can't afford to be losing troops, right? No, um, but that is the is the injury list. So, so with the exception possibly of Tommy Turbo and Kyle Felt, not not too bad this week. That's it. Look, we're up to the naughty corner. Uh, look, there's just a couple of guys getting fines, uh, including uh, Hamali Olukuatu, who is building up quite a rep. I don't think he can get any more fines from this point. Uh, nor can Toby Rudolph. So but watch out if you own those two. Uh, there's no more fines for these guys because they've had three in the same season. Uh, Jesse Raymond, Carl Lawton, uh, due back for another week. Uh, big one this week, guys. Jared Weir Hargraves uh, getting Sinbin for uh, basically being a flog towards the, you know, I'm not often on the but side of the Gerald captain. Sutton. Oh, I know. How, how do the Roosters do this? They, I'm saying captain of the flog team. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fair enough. Sorry, I thought you said he was the victim. I'm like, oh. Captain and coach of the flog team. Yeah, that's it, mate. He he copped him high, he copped him sweet. He was already yelling at him before he even knew what was happening. He probably was just going to put him on report, which is fair enough. You whack someone across the face, you get put on report. Might be nothing. He's, he's probably mad that it was probably his drinking money. It's um, it's funny though because his one comment was, you know, oh, it's always me. Well, of course it's always you, mate. You play like a flog. They yeah. they they're gonna ping you every bloody time. Stop exactly. playing like a flog. You stop whacking people across the head. Stop trying to square up the people. Stop trying to twist people's knees. You know, put your knuckles in their ribs. Jerry Hargraves. The sooner you leave the game, the better the game will be. Yep, couldn't agree more. All right, one thing that we all got wrong this week, boys. How how you think? Obviously, for me, it was uh, the fact that I looked at everything about my team apart from captaincy, so that was a big mistake. Nick, uh, I was on the avoid Madison train. Um, I was a pretty hard avoider. Then he had a another bloody awesome week and offloaded the ball like a madman. So yeah, I got that one big time wrong. Mitch, what'd you get wrong, mate? I got a couple. Uh, Cowboys are not quite as stinky as I once thought. I don't think I can continue to call them stinky after they towed. A depleted, a depleted Melbourne side. And then a list stinky one was I said to jump off Starling before Randall. It should have been Randall before Starling, but, you know, mm. shit happens. 100%. Uh, awesome. Well, look, we have uh, the games this week, guys. Storm. Seagulls uh, versus Storm down in Melbourne. Got Mick, what's happening with the Storm? Guys, we've... Yeah, sorry, Nick. Sorry, did you say Mitch or Nick? I said Nick, I thought. Okay, I, I heard a blend. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can have the seagulls, Mitch. I won't leave you. Uh, thanks, man. Thanks. Oh, quality, podcast, quality podcast material here. Explicit this time, Mum. So we've got um, a, a, a pretty similar sort of side i reckon we've got jerome hughes back in the seven jersey but who knows if he'll actually rock up this week so harry grant's been named at number nine but we'll see what happens closer to game time tui kamikamika is starting for brandon smith guys and that's uh pretty much it uh, nelson Stoffer solomon is still gonski so um 
Yeah, That's what scary. are the uh, Seagulls looking like, Mitch? Uh, Tommy Turbo, season-ending uh, injury sees Ruben Garrick take the number one. Uh, and winger, George Tafur is going to play his first game since Ooh. 2020, uh, which is pretty cool. Marnie's power is out with Ethan Bullimore, the new man on the interchange. And Jason Saab is lurking on the reserve list after that turf toe injury. So we'll see if he can actually make that return um, back to the top grade. Look, I... I don't have much here, so I might just lead us off real quick, uh, which is around Marty Tapao. Guys, I know he's almost fantasy not relevant, but with the number of injuries he has, could you see a side signing him for next year? This could be his last season. <laughs> yeah, he seems... Yeah, ab- absolutely. Yeah, I could see a side, uh, side sign him for like, you know, two, three hundred K, I reckon he's worth something like that. Fair enough, like an Aaron Woods style, you know, yeah. Swanson. Oh, not Aaron Woods. Jesus Christ. Because oh. you only need you only need 30-odd minutes out of him, and he, he provides great impact, you know. That's I'll what I prefer Marty nice to power Aaron Woods. Jeez. That's true. Well, I guess you'll see whether he's around. So, all good. Mitch, who have you got, mate? Uh, just the one here, guys. Brandon Smith, 29 points in 58 minutes. Look, he was finally getting some game time, and that was largely... Uh, off the back of some serious injury issues at Melbourne. Um, unfortunately, now he's back to the bench. Uh, I was hoping that he'd uh, get some better scores with that starting role at prop. He's definitely not a buy at 440k, but he gets tastier every successive week because I'm sure an injury for Harry Grant isn't far away and Origin is looming. So uh, hopefully Brandon can start cracking out some points for me because it's really just a, a hold or, or bust at the moment, this moment for me. Excellent. Nick, what's happening with you, mate? You, you obviously got quite a few here. Yeah. Um, Turbo, guys, don't bother. We already mentioned it. Gerbo, though, 637k. He cracked out of 51. So he's trending well at the moment because tackles are up uh, with 50 and 52 over the last fortnight. Um, so he went through a leaner patch of under 45 tackles, averaging just under 38 uh, for around 3 to 9. Um, and uh, he's averaged uh, 43 otherwise. Sorry, 50 otherwise when he's uh, over 45 tackles. So he's not a buy. He isn't offering any offloads to tackle bastards. That's just who he is. He literally, he's literally offloaded the ball once and has not made a tackle break all season long. So he also, his, his meters are down this year, guys, from 110 to 80. So just completely avoid him. Don't buy this mm-hmm. little burst of form he's giving you. It's fool's gold. Uh, cooler guys, 308k, 25 this week with a still low break, even a 14. So just hold on. I think he's just a slow burner, guys. He hasn't quite had that breakout score, and he's averaging 27.2 at center. He's got a price target around 380. So just wait a few weeks. You don't need to do anything with him. Wish Heart, he just flogging from your team, as yep. you mentioned a few weeks ago. Xavier Coates, guys, uh, get him out of your team. Um, if you don't. If you think about getting out of team, get him out of your team. Um, he's already lost you 41K um, last week and 24 the week before. So um, the Storm are not in a good spot at the moment and I would get out. Ruben Garrett, guys, uh, there was a bit of hype, there's a bit of hype around him because he's a 21, uh, 2021 top point scorer. So he scored a 66 uh, with a 32 break even this week. He's priced at 583K. So he is a decent fullback in terms of the eye test, averaging 42.4 in 10 games over the last three years of uh, starting fullback. He's pretty much priced at this at the moment. Um, based, So I don't really see him as a buy. Just keep an eye out for him and maybe pick him up in the next few weeks. Guys, I have the... Jeez, I have to take Manly by four. I think it's going to be a pretty close one. Mitch, what do you have, mate? 
Mate, I agree with what Stu said a few weeks ago that the Storm have hit the uh, limits of their injury coverage. I got Manly by eight. Look, I've got the Storm by 16 if Jerome Hughes is playing. I think that kind of resets them a little bit and they can kind of hang the rest of their their guys off that spine. I, I'll reverse my uh, pick if Jerome Hughes is elite scratching like last week. Any concerns to you with this forward pack for Melbourne though? Like it just has nothing. They got well, absolutely look, steamrolled got, by the uh, Cowboys. They did. Look, Kamakamitha is a great in for them as well. Now that he's beaten that charge that he was on, which puts, and the fact that they're not mucking around with Harry Grant. So who looked okay for a while, but just couldn't, was in the right spots for kicks or second phase play, which just really hurt them. Uh, so look, my issue is yes, they're, they're really missing a couple of those attacking weapons off the bench. And if you have a look at their bench at the moment, it's all no namers, unfortunately. So yeah, it, it's going to be a struggle this year. I think, I think if they get any more injuries, they're literally, they're chucking in guys who would normally be playing Reggie's. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty much there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Not loving it. Hundred percent. Oh, look, I, I certainly think that uh, they'll be struggling uh, come final side because players do get busted during Origin. They do get busted during the regular season, as you keep on telling us every week, Mitch. And yeah. then, and then we come to our uh, favorite game of the week. Now, if you had asked me at the beginning of the year what one of the best games would be on this weekend, this would not have been the game. Mate, all the games this week are actually pretty decent. Like looking through. Oh, this are. one's definitely the cherry on top for sure. Hundred percent. Well, it's the it's the closest thing to top of the table clash, which again I would not have come close to guessing. So, uh, anyway, look, the Cowboys have been playing great, and they're playing the Panthers at home. So it's no longer Fortress Panther since they lost to the Eels. So they're like fifty and one there. Uh, the Panthers team no changes. So Nick, Nick. By the way, Mitch, Nick, it's I'm speaking to Nick on this one. What's happening with the Cowboys team? Oh, I've just taken the ball on the wing and I'm about to do my head up. I've got uh, Carl Felt out, guys. We've got Tamaso, uh, T- Tamaso Tabuai Fido uh, coming in on the wing. Um, and obviously with Tamalolo out, Co- uh, Cohen Hess is uh, taking in the lock roll. What this means, though, for the bench, guys, Jake Granville has taken the 14 jersey oh. from the Hammer. And uh, Jermaine Tuneo-Brown has come onto the bench because uh, Hess is in the starting side. So... Um, this, we're not sure how long Tamalola will be. Mitch reckons one week. So I would say don't back too much. Don't uh, flog Tamalola necessarily at this stage. But um, yeah, uh, I, I want to check got, it We've got a good, yeah, 100%. Well, I'll get straight into him, guys. At five, 583K, he only got the eight uh, with the injury. And he's got a huge break even of 84. So he's got the second highest break even this, guy, this week, guys. Uh, behind Talakai, he's got 86. So he's definitely got a buying opportunity coming up. Um, I saw him round two, and we'll definitely pick him up again in two or three weeks' time, I'd say, um, mm. when his break-even sort of corrects itself in the low 500s, uh, his price in the low 500s, I should say. So bad luck to those who got him three weeks ago. A lot of people got him, but he scored a 38, a 20, and an 8, and it's a reduced minutes and injury-affected game. So I wouldn't sell him, and you just hold on to him. And if you don't have him, definitely pick him up in the next two three weeks, which sounds like that's uh, your plan, Stu. 100%. Uh, as soon as I saw that injury, but it was only for a week, I was like, I chucked Star and Jason Tamalolo because mm. he's an absolute keeper. He's one of those guys where you're like, what do you do with Adam Elliott, right? He'll get to mm. 550K, 
but you'll need to do something with him. And the answer is you turn him into Jason Taumalolo for 30, 40, 50K, or hopefully for nothing. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, couldn't agree more. I mean, he's, he's going to play around 13, hopefully. Um, I mean, so what I mean to say is that his buy round is round 17. So unfortunately, he won't be a good pickup for that reason. But um, it'll be so cheap, it'll be a good buy. So yeah. Um, the other the other main news for this uh, team, guys, Reese Robson, he's 718K. He popped out a 58 and a 38 break even this week. So because Felt's out, you've got Hammerett um, moved from 14 to the wing, which brings in Jake Granville. So he's averaged uh, 44 with Granville in seven games and 60.5 without Granville in the last four weeks with the Cowboys actually going to winning runs. So I'm actually surprised to see Granville on the team for that reason. Uh, I wouldn't uh, be surprised. Yeah. Yeah, I'll... I was thinking that the only reason why Granville wasn't on that I've been reading is because they knew they had to play Hammer, right? So you can only play one utility, right? So that utility is back to Jake Granville because there's no one else there unless you're back to playing I'm, Benny Hampton. I'm just surprised he's there because they're in a winning team at the moment, you know. I'm so, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he, like, so in round six versus the Raiders, uh, Granville didn't even get a minute off the bench. He just sat on the pine the whole time and Robs- Robson punched out a 52 in the 80 minutes. So, I think if you got Robson, you can hold him and you don't have to sell him for a week or two. Uh, so definitely hold him. Is he the strong buy he was, you know, a week or two ago? Mm-hmm. No, unfortunately. So um, I, I sort of stick away. Um, congrats to those who, who got in on Nanai and have kept the faith. Uh, his missed tackles have gone down from um, 5.2 per game from round one to five to 1.7 per game since then which has given him a seven-point fantasy bump as well as all the tries he's been scoring in the air and through the edge. So um, I think Paul Gallon said he's like the best try-scoring edge four he's ever seen. So anyway, uh, congrats to those who held on to Nanai. Nathan Cleary, guys, 945K. He's still the best player in fantasy. Get him in. Get him as captain. Guys, he got seven unicorn points post-game. So, um, And he's only got 34.4% ownership. So he's actually cheaper than Nico Hines now, and he's the best player in the league, so just bring him in. On the best team in the comp, actually, as well. So, mm. um, And Jerome Luai, guys, uh, <laughs> 71 fantasy points this week. So it's pretty funny. Cleary got seven uh, unicorn points per game, uh, post-game, but Luai actually lost seven because they are both on 78 post-game. So anyway, um, he's, he's actually coming to really good form with Origin around the corner, which isn't really all that surprising. Um so he's got the 57 last week in Magic Round versus Storm and the 71 this week against the Roosters. He's got a low break even, but he's not a keeper. His price ceiling's around 660. He plays Origin. Just just don't bother despite him having a good week. And the last guy I have on this game, guys, uh, Stephen Crichton. Uh, congrats to those who kept the faith. Um, had that awesome long-range try. I'm sure Stu was uh, probably loving it despite oh, coughing up a lung, right? 100%, mate. I was only awake for about six hours a day on the weekend, and that was watching footy. <laughs> I just kind of timed out. I was serious. I was sleeping for like 18 hours a day, man. I was absolutely wrecked, but I saw that, and I was very happy. Um, yeah. Look, he's an absolute stud, guys. I Even if he plays Origin, I wouldn't friggin' sell him. He's no like, way. you need a wing fullback cover this year. This guy's your man. And... Everyone knows it. He's he's got top level talent, and he's sized up from last year too. He passes the eye test, and I think that's the most important test of all. He's a great player. He'll score your points. And he was bargain. I think we picked him up for four hundred k or something at the study. Something just absolutely outrageous. Oh, that's robbery. Yeah, he's he's one of the top ten cash cows this year. If you want to sell him, but who do you want to sell him to? 
if you need a DPP wing fullback, he's doing he's playing better at the moment than Joey Manu, who is pretty much the gold standard in DPPs, right? Yep. Yep, I, I think they're pretty close, but Crichton probably just edges him out. Oh, just just he's, on a, just he's, not, he's on a better team. He's on a better team, right? That's it. Yeah, Joe Manu's a better player, but as far as Crichton, he's getting better ball. Yep. Yeah, yep. you play out sort of clear. Uh, all right, so guys, what have we got this one as Mitch? I got Penrith by 18. Awesome, Nick. Yeah, I got the Rift by... I'll, I'll say it's a close one by oh, six. I think this is the real game for the Cowboys to shake the stinky title. Like, if they can hang within 12 points, they officially lose it. But if they get dusted by, you know, 18 plus, they're still stinky. Uh, no, look, the answer is, the you know, Melbourne got dusted by them too. I They're doing well enough. I, I just want to see them go well against the Roosters or something like that again. But, uh, yeah. look, I reckon the Panthers will win by around 24 in this one. Though, you never know. Injuries, mistakes. It is full-strength Panthers, hey. Like it, it is, it's and the they look four weeks. Oh yeah. gosh, okay. They look, gonna, they look, they look twenty-six, not six. They look unbeatable, man. Seriously, if they hold, if they don't get any injuries, they will not be stopped. No, no one and, will stop and they've still got the youngest team in the comp. So that's a Parramatta, mate. Uh, I, I just think Penrith weren't in top gear. If Penrith go into top gear, uh, which I thought they briefly chucked themselves into against the Roosters. Uh, I watch every Penrith game. That was the first time I thought they really started to turn it on, particularly with Isaiah up the middle. No one will mm. beat this team. No, they just cannot be stopped. I just feel like mm. Parramatta, they'd had too many wins in a row. That was a really good loss for them to have. Uh, their whole team is healthy. They've got no lingering injuries. They are scary. With Origin just chuck, around the corner. so they'll be house on Penrith, right, Mitch? Mate, NRL. Oh, if there's nothing I know <laughs> about NRL, it's injury-laden, so... No, yeah, no, dollar thirty-one. You don't jack the house on anything at a dollar thirty-one. <laughs> All right, so or you'd be like that guy who uh, who chucked a hun- what was it a hundred grand at a dollar five for the oh, Eels to beat the no. Tigers? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, mate, that, that's a good way to uh, to impress the misses or the lads. Anyway, let's move to the uh, much worse late Friday night game. Thanks, Brisbane. Uh, and your scheduling. Anyway, we got the Broncos, who are, who are a good team, playing the Titans, who are a very, very bad team. Uh, guys, no changes for the Broncos team. Adam Reynolds is still out with a groin injury. So sorry for those of you who bought him in as a pod. Unfortunately, like Adam Reynolds is known for this a little bit, where he doesn't get these long-term injuries, but he does get these niggles that just take him out for a few games every once in a while. So, Mitch, like, I, I don't know about you, but, like, that's something I've, I reckon that's been going for him for a little while. Yeah, I think it's something that I flagged at the start of the season on why we wouldn't get Adam Reynolds. Is I knew he was going to have a little bit of a period uh, like this. Groins are tricky to shake. I think I said that last week. Uh, and I'm pretty sure we said two to four. Uh, why would you take the risk, basically? He, he's, he's why this Broncos team is where they're at. Yeah, well, they've got next Yeah, and they'll find a way to get it done against the Titans. They stink. That's it. Well, what's happening with the Titans team, Mitch? Uh, so, for the Titans, we have superstar David Fafida is now on the extended bench as he eyes a return. Uh, Phil Sammy has been replaced by Brian Kelly. Um, and Jamin Jolliffe comes in to the bench for Herman S.A.S.A. Excellent. Okay, so some changes there. Uh, look, let me let me just kick off with uh, David Fafida because I know that some of you guys will be waiting for when to pick David Fafita to come back in. 
I think we'll all know when David Fafita is back. I'm just hoping that he drops some cash before we get him. So at the moment, you cannot buy him. And until we sort of see him getting some really good ball uh, from his halves, just do not touch him. We may not see that this year. It, yeah, you're right. It could be a wasted year for David Fafita, but that's all right for the Titans longer term because their longer term... David Fafita was their marquee player to get players in, right? Uh, Toby Sexton, they've mortgaged the their future on him. Yeah, so, they let Jamal Fogarty go, which I, I consider to be a mistake, but anyway. Well, who do you think was getting David Fafita the okayish ball? Yeah. Jamal Fogarty. Exactly. He's a, he's a stud, man. Yeah. Well, we'll get we'll get to him in a minute. All right, uh, Mitch, who have you got, mate? Yeah, just one quick one, guys. Uh, Payne Haas. Look, we said last week uh, he's slightly below average scores, and minutes were likely due to that lingering AC joint injury. Uh, mild concern for some owners, as the formula is working just fine for this Broncos outfit. Like, it didn't hurt them at all to have those reduced minutes. I would expect him to be able to play closer to the seventy-minute mark this week. And any drop in production is actually probably more to do with them rotating this forward back as opposed to the AC joint injury. So if it's a down week this week, this would be the absolute last week for that AC joint injury. And anything else we're now seeing is uh, more likely to do with this Broncos team getting real healthy and having Paddy Carrigan back. So just a bit of food for thought there. Uh, If you don't like what you see from Haas, it could potentially be what we see moving forward. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, look, I still think it makes him a premier forward, but it doesn't make him the out-and-out number one superstar for sure. Yeah, I, I think it's not a bad thing. I think from an injury standpoint, he's much less likely to get busted if he's playing 55 to 60 minutes and tackling half the players. It's probably a smart move if they're going to sign him to a 20-year deal or something that he wants. 100%. Well, look, before uh, Nick cracks off with his ones, I might bring up a guy I've been thinking about, Paddy Carrigan, 694K. So for if you're you know you're looking to get rid of a forward this week, you've got a bit of change. You know maybe you're looking to move on Max King or someone like that. Paddy Carrigan has actually looked pretty good since his return from injury. So in his return, he's scored a 66. He got a 44 against the Seagulls, and he's got a 59 versus the Knights. So he looks yeah, he's just a bosso. Hundred percent. He's up back to playing full steam. Uh, his uh, his stats. I've just been having a look through them. Uh, the only reason why I got the 44 versus Seagulls is because they were toweling them so badly. He only made 18 tackles um, as opposed to his regular 35 to 45. So uh, he's getting a few tackle breaks, low errors, and guys, more than 150 metres run a game on average since his return, So, which is big for a 13, right? Often they're running sort of like 80 to 100 like Gerbo. So, guys, I'm pretty solid. If I didn't have other issues, I'd be looking at Paddy Carrigan. Are you guys interested? 100%. I think he certainly passes the eye test. If I had the trades, I'd bring him in. Uh, he, he looks fantastic on a team on the rise, as if you wouldn't. 100%. And, uh, and I think he's going to get the minutes over Haas. I think it's a smart Could, could he play Origin, bud? Uh, he, he certainly should. could play Origin. Uh, whether he will or not, there, there's plenty of competition in there, but he certainly could. Yeah, they got no wages. Queensland, they've got to, they could do have a few middles, you know, with Mofo and Tino and all those kinds of guys. So I suppose they're missing Welsh. So I don't know. We'll say. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So uh, Nick, mate, before you give me my toweling, 
Uh, let's talk about Billy Walters. <laughs> 359k for Billy Walters, guys. His minutes are low, so he's got a uh, 37. Um, but he's playing uh, less than 40 minutes. Um, and he's playing... Um, he could make another 60k on his way to his price target of 420. He's in a hard sell. If you have other folks to put out, do that. Um, sorry, guys. I'm just a bit disorientated because I, I've really got a, a toast you up here. No, no. So, so, re- so Toby Sexton. Let, let's I've, I've, got, I've got a recount. Just, our, just real quick on uh, Billy Walters. I think he's pretty well just a set and forget sort of emergency player this year. He's going to be up. He's going to be down. It's going to be he's tricky. playing to like know. 30 minutes at hooker. It's, it's going to be hard to know where the floor is, though. Like, it's unlikely you have a fire that good to put out. Just, just throwing it out there. Yeah, but he's, it's. I don't know. He's not even getting fifty minutes. I just don't see the point. Uh, um, he's he's work, work your way out of him. Sure. Yeah, but he's he's getting pulled before half time and he isn't coming back on. And Corey Pay looks all right, so I'm not. Um, anyway, guys, uh, just going to let you in an, into on our boom and bust group chat. Um, April 21st, uh, I said 11.24 a.m. Guys, thoughts on Cobo? And um, Stu at 12.45 says, not sold yet. And then later that evening, 6.08 p.m., he said, lol, I'm 6K off Cobo, had to get stains. Oh. <laughs> so from that fateful day, stains scored a, nine, a 19 and got dropped uh, when Toa came back. Since their Cobos averaged 53 uh, with nine tries in five games, it just goes to show, guys. Yeah, you can be lucky. Sometimes you don't get lucky, you know. You, you know, six K is the difference between um, you know shit stains or you know sell one Cobo, I guess. So, anyway, guys, Cobos now uh, 557K. He, he topped the league uh, this week with 88. He's got a minus 10 break even, so he's obviously on a tear. And did get assistance from the video ref on that uh, long break. Yeah, which was just blatant obstruction. I don't know how they don't say it wasn't obstructed. I mean, Clune could have made the tackle. Like, um, he did get palmed off. uh, But still, anyway, poor Knights fans. So, shout out Flues and Sam, our resident Knights fans uh, close to our circles. So, it's too late to bring in Cobo, I think, guys. Because I'm not convinced he's actually a keeper. I think he's just in a purple patch. And um, anyone who did get him just got blindly lucky i know he passes the eye test but i'd say avoid uh, any um resistance there mitch in terms of avoiding cobo or would you be interested mate i think your finger is perfectly on the pulse with that one Stu, uh oh, look you, you can't bring him in he's a possible origin player uh and he's is going to be like um he's i reckon he's just had a few good games in the trot like exactly like xavier coates right I know he's mm. a slightly different type of player, but he's just one of those guys, it is all attacking stats, right? He'll then come up against a decent team. They'll shut him down, right? Or he won't get assisted by the bunker. He'll get go back to getting a 20 the following week. You, you're chasing, like you would be chasing Talakai there. Avoid. He's had like long range intercepts, 100 meter tries. Like oh. those sorts of things are worth way too much, way too many points. Um, for him to consistently replicate, he's not Toa, he's not Taylor May, um, so yeah, don't don't chase the dragon there to, to borrow one of Mitch's you, you just, sayings. You just went to yeah, if you got him, is brilliant. You went to the casino and you uh, got the triple seven. 
<laughs> yeah, that's it, buddy. <laughs> okay, on to Toby Sexton. <laughs> 484k, 61 uh, fantasy points. He's got a low break, even a six. So he's had a great fortnight. He has a nice short kicking game that we saw at Magic Round against the Dragons because he kept rolling the ball into the bloody in goal, uh, which was good from a viewing point of view, but God, it was annoying. Anyway, um, and then Moose got. Uh, Simbin, which was annoying. Anyway, he backed up his 58 in round 10 with a 61 against the Sharks. So um, it was good to see a good score against a good team. His tackle count is up. So he's averaged 16.1 from round one to nine and 27 and a half over the last couple of weeks. So he's gotten sort of 11 fantasy bump just from dudes running at him. And he's missing his normal amount of tackles of around four. So it's not like that sort of change with more guys running at him. So he isn't uh, goal kicking these days uh, due to Osako, so I wouldn't bring him in. And I don't think he's a keeper, um, but he's trading a discount. So um, of 116K from his starting 600K. So I've got him as a void. I know, Stu, you were sort of a fan of him pre-season. Do you still I, have him I, as I an was, avoid? I wouldn't know. At this price, I wanted to see the turnaround from him. You've had two dates with him. And look, one was against the Dragons, who aren't great. But then he had another one versus the Sharks who I'm guessing would, I would call them a top six side, right? The, the Sharks aren't as yeah, good. Top as, three side, yeah. Well, yeah, I, look, I wasn't impressed by the Sharks on the weekend as I hoped I would have been. But that is for, you know, possibly because I just said Heinz the captain and had high expectations. <laughs> but um, look, I would honestly say that um, Toby Sexton, 484K, I reckon you can get on a bit of a ride for him and ride him up into a better half. So I reckon he'll go back to 600K and a bit above uh, if he gets a good run. Uh, what's the next five run for this one? Just to put you on the spot, Nick. No idea, mate. Uh, let's Okay, let me have a look at their fixtures. They've got the Broncos, they've got the Cowboys, Rabbitohs, Sharks again, Knights. And then Broncos. Uh, bye, and then Broncos. So look, yeah. at 484K, if you're... But again, you've got so most people have so many other issues to be dealing with, but it has to be this week because he just doesn't pass the eye test, though, mate. Like he's just not there. Oh, yet. And well, I think every I think every half in the league, good at magic round. Like we're going to talk. It about did look SJ. good at magic round. We're, we're, yeah, but we're going to talk about SJ in a second. Every friggin' half in the leagues looked good against the St George. That's true. They can't so true. The kick, dude. Like just like we just got to pump the brakes on that one. Seriously, yeah, but, like SJ cracked out seventy nine against St George, and he hasn't broken thirty <laughs> in four weeks. Yeah, but also he did against the Sharkies too, which was I That's was the Sharkies team without Will Kennedy though. So. Uh, yeah, you're right. The, I forgot about the might of Will Kennedy. Uh, <laughs> he he just, got replaced by a better there. friggin' player. Anyway, oh, uh, Lockie Miller. Oh, oh no, I liked him. Anyway, moving on. Uh, guys, this game, who do we have winning here? Look, I've got the Broncos. I've got them winning, but this one by big. I've Plus 18. I reckon they've turned around their former previous years where they used to put in so hard so early that they'd be gassed and they would just fall away out of games at the end of the game. Whereas now mm-hmm. they're playing a lot smarter. They're not uh, they're not running so hard at the beginning of the game to try and keep up. Mitch, what have you got? I've got Broncos by two. This is always a close game, man. Always. Always. Okay. Derby's always close. Fair enough. Nick? i got the Broncos by one in Golden Point. And, uh, that, that, might might be a, that might be a bit of money, man. Yeah, I reckon it's a little bit of a sprinkle, I think, this week. Yeah. Excellent. Sounds good, mate. Well, look, I'll I'll take you up on that one. I reckon you get, you're nowhere near it. But cool. Easy. <laughs> is that a sandwich prop? I think it is. 
Yeah, but it's like, that'd be like taking candy from a baby at that point. That's like, hey there, do you want to take my 300 to one odds? Yeah. All right, well, I reckon sandwich four to one odds. That's fair. Yeah, fair enough. For what? If they get golden point, mate. Oh, yeah. no, I'm not doing that. That's crazy. Yeah, Mitch is saying you have to give me four sandwiches. Anyway, moving on. 300 sandwiches to one, please. Moving on. Uh, Saturday game. The typical Warriors game, so the people in New Zealand get to be disappointed on a Saturday afternoon, five o'clock, just in time for dinner. Uh, and they play the Knights. So, guys, this one's a bit of an interesting game. Uh, few changes uh, for the Warriors this week. Chanel Harris-DeVita is back at six, pushing Dijan Arce to the reserves. Freddie Lussick starts at nine. Still, I'm looking here. No, still no Wade Egan, who's still recovering from that nasty head knock that he took. So yeah. big concerns for Wade Egan, unfortunately for us here at the podcast. Don't, don't, don't love that for the future either, Stu. Um, once they seem to have one big out with concussion, it's sort of like Wade, Graham, Boyd, Cordner stuff. They just keep on having them. Well, so that's not a good sign at oh, all. 100%, especially for hookers, because they're always going low on big fellas. At, at some point, we might talk about it on the pod, but they've actually found a couple of... Um, interesting genes and uh, clotting factors that's actually related to these guys being copers and non-copers with the, the concussion. So I'd be interested to see if he had that. Uh, I do know that one of those players I just mentioned does have something like that. So um, I think as we go on, things like this will become more apparent. Um, Mate, and we'll actually uh, have a better idea of who, who's going to be out like this and who's not. Mate, I, th- I think while uh, round 13 might be a gimmick set special, maybe round 17 can be a, yeah. a physio special. Uh, yep. you know, bring might, it might be worth doing something on that because uh, it's quite interesting. Oh, 100% because there's a number of players who are out this week due to this type of thing. Uh, look, uh, the Liz Frank injury uh, or likely Liz Frank injury uh, to Adam Fanua Blake means Jazz Tavaga is at prop. Tohu Harris is named on edge. Uh, the other one is recent signing Dynamis Louie hangs around on the 21. And uh, Nick What's happening with the Knights team? Uh, with Braman Best out of the team, uh, we've got Anari Tawala uh, lining up at centre. Uh, halfback Adam Clute has been dropped for Jake Clifford, who will partner Milf in the halves. And I think that's pretty much it. They look um, is, 1 to 17 otherwise. Is this don't know. the best format of the Knights that we're going to see this year? Yes. I don't think there's much in their casualty ward that we're waiting on, are we? No, this is it. Just, just the Bradman beast, yeah. Just, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because so, say- Tuala's solid. Tuala's solid. He is. It's but- not, it, that forward pack that we really liked is back, though. Like, if they're going to win games, they'll be off the back of this pack, which... Mm. Um, yeah, and look, I kind of like Jake Clifford as a seven. Yeah, and- that's that's the right decision. And Anthony... I know, I know Nick like. Yeah. I know Nick likes Adam Clune, but Jake Clifford's the better one. <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, let's have a really quick look uh, Nick, Nick uh, how about you kick us off mate and then I'll, I'll have a chat about Jakey Clifford okay boys uh, Tohu 695k cracked out of 50 so he's got a high break even in 67 back to 70 minutes Minutes punched out the 50 which is solid there's a 0.75 ppm as two games back uh, from Magic Round and then uh, last week as well so hopefully he starts to get that back up to his 0.83, which is what I'm looking for. So I got him first week, he got back. And I'm satisfied that he sort of looks like the old Tohu. So he'll just ramp up his production in the next couple of weeks. 
He's a DPP keeper, and the Warriors pack is looking lighter with Lodge AFB gone too. Um, I've got him as a buy. Mm. Um, if you, I mean, you could get him cheaper the week after, but him this may be a sort of price range where he's sort of going to bottom out at. This will be the week, yeah. This will be the week he goes to um, almost full load, Nick. Like I reckon he could very easily crack out a, a mid 60, 70 score. So mm. I reckon personally, I think this is the week. I think particularly, particularly with against the Knights. Yep. Yeah, I think this is the week. He looked good. I saw him live. He looked really good. Mm. Well, oh yeah, because you went this week, eh? Yep, yep. I watched the Warriors play. So you watched the Warriors back to back. Yep. Yeah, nice man. Sucked in. <laughs> oh, I like the Warriors. I feel bad for them, man. Two years of not playing in New Zealand. That's tough. They that play is... tougher than I reckon, eh? Like on TV, they don't look as tough as they do in person. Like they're they're tough boys. They're tough boys. And, and and they're much tougher with Torhu. He really is the backbone of that side. Like I think I think St George would have given it to them without Torhu. He really stiffened them up in the middle. Yeah. So mm. I, I would also say I'm just having a look at that's the um, Matt Lodge. I know that he left due to unspecified reasons. I'm pretty sure it's because he's not allowed into New Zealand. I, I'm deadly serious. I reckon they couldn't get a visa for him. Is well, that Specky? That, or is that unknown oh, sources? Oh, well, look, that, that that's that's unnamed sources, right? And speculation that, uh, yeah, the reason why... Because you don't sign for the New Zealand Warriors not, you know, wanting to work in New Zealand. I honestly think that he, he they couldn't... That's what you and Aiken's country. doing. That's what Aiken's doing. Yeah, but... Uh, Aiken's at least leaving at the end of the year. He'll go back for a few months, right? Yeah. Once they go back yeah. around 16. Anyway. Yeah. I've got um Jazzy Tavanga as well, guys. 652K, cranked out of 58 with a 32 break even. So he's coming off two huge scores of 62 and 58 in 52 minutes. So that was a 1.14 PPM, which is just ludicrous. At hooker. Um, so it's unlikely he'll sort of stay at that level. So... Um, when he was playing hooker, sort of a 700k price target, um, which I thought he could hit, but now he's sort of been moved to prop. Um, I'm sort of thinking he'll get that hooker DPP um, after this round um, because he has covered the hooker position for, I think, uh, three games, which is what I believe you need. So he's been named at prop for the second time in his career and he's a 0.94 PPM in the prop and or interchange over the last three seasons. So it's definitely an intriguing prospect, um, especially if he gets that DPP. I, I personally, I don't mind if anyone wants to bring him in now that AFB and Lodger Gonski. So there's definitely avenue for him for minutes. I think he's a pod buyer, guys. He's got 1.8 ownership. Um, Stu, what do you think about him and, and potentially Curran coming back yeah, eventually? Do you think that will impact him a big time? That's my concern is if Curran comes back. Then again, Curran might just go to 13 and push uh, Murchie out because I'll be honest with you, Murchie's the weak link in that prop rotation. You said you said that when we saw him. You, you weren't impressed by him, were you? Uh, yes. Sorry, Jack Murchie. You're you're the least impressive, but you probably say that yourself, mate, standing next to the boys in the huddle. Uh, I Look, if Karen was in this week and it was set up like it is, I wouldn't be concerned. I just... It's Nathan Brown. It's the Warriors. It's props it's jazz tavanga this is the week to bring him in 100 with that break even and starting at prop uh the only other question i got for you is is that how many more points can he get past 652 then again he's no, really hyperactive i just he? think he's a yeah he, he i mean he he could be a trap there's, there's definitely trap written on this but um 
I don't think you're chasing Jagger too hard. You, you're not going to get a 900k player. I'm not saying that at all. I think you're getting a 700-ish kind of player um, that has really, in my opinion, good job security now. Mm. Um, and he has this upside with the offloads and tackle busts and things like that, I reckon, don't you think? Yeah, that's true. Uh, no, there's there's certainly some uh, some upside to Jazz because he does he has no chill when he plays. Offloads, no. burrows. He's tackles. the smallest bloke on the field, but he's the angriest by far. 100%. He's great. I like him. Uh, I would not hate anyone bringing Jazz this week. Just know what you're buying, which is a risk. But the reward is a DPP. The reward is that you're buying what we hope Brandon Smith would be. Oh, God. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Mitch, who have you got, mate? Yeah, got a couple here, guys. So, SJ, uh, still remains a trap, boys. Lots of players <laughs> have looked the business against this dragon side. Toby Sexton uh, in Magic Round being the example of that. Uh, he's an injury magnet on a team that's going to continue to struggle. Do not touch him. Big mistake. Um, Caleb minus Hall- one break even, I think, doesn't he? I don't care what his break even is. I wouldn't <laughs> touch him. Uh, Pogger, 55 points with a meat pie. Uh, he's back to goal kicking, although that's going to change because Jakey Clifford's now being named, so CMA. Uh, Ponga is what he is this year, guys. Uh, he actually seemed to have a little bit more zip than previous games, so we sort of said this about three or four weeks ago that he will just get healthier as the year goes on after that knee injury. Um I personally would be waiting for that post-origin period and maybe this Knights team to crack on a little bit of form with their forward pack back. He's 39-point break-even at 576k, so there is a bit of value there, but I think you'd be silly to get on him right now. 100%. Uh, Look, the only thing I'd say is that if you're an absolute 100% roll gold head-to-head player, get Ponga before origin because he could go up and not come back down for a while. Uh, But otherwise, yeah. Just, just leave him alone if you're playing for overall. And guys, I've got an interesting one. Very much a pod choice. Jake Clifford took a few weeks off for personal reasons. Is back. Better team. Better harvest pairing. Fitter side. Apparently played well, it's, really it's, well in Reggie's. It's the healthy team he started the year with when he sort of came out the blocks uh, early, right? Like, And he looked good, <laughs> didn't he? He did. 100%. It wasn't until the Mitch Barnett elbow. I think it was that game. You're right, Stu. Yeah, that was that game that I said that Panthers would get knocked over by the Knights, and I really felt like they would have had Barnett not done that. They looked really close. They looked really good. Mm. So I I like where you're going with this, Stu. Jake Clifford. I want to put a weight in the sea on this guy. I want a one to two date uh, thing on him, depending on how much I like what I see. So, guys... Pencil in this game to watch Jake Clifford because he will run this team. I think think Anthony Milford will play the reserve because he he's not as fit and he makes mistakes like giving away friggin' passes at the end of the game to his old you know Broncos mates. So yeah, I would definitely wait wait this week and see what we can get from Jake Clifford. Do we have a break even on Jakey this week? 59. 59. Definitely wait a week. 450k Jake Clifford is worth buying. Like, okay, if you can, if we could somehow trade in our uh, good mate Billy Walters into Jakey, Jakey Clifford oh, in one trade, would you That's not do no that? That's a no-brainer. Exactly. No You've brainer. got a guy you can play on your bench. 
I could actually nearly do that next week. Hundred percent, he's gonna drop thirty k, forty k. Would you take uh, <coughs> Sexton now as like that sort of mid-range uh, half, or would you wait a week for Clifford Stew? It all things being equal, I would probably take Clifford this week because he drinks all the milkshake at the Titans, whereas you know uh, Clifford needs to share a bit with Ponga, a bit with right. Milford. But most people have massive overarching issues with their teams this week with the number of injuries and frigging what's happening at the Raiders and everything else. So I'd rather just have a guy who I can trade in a couple of rounds time, start getting rid of the emergencies off my bench. So, you know, that these the Billy Walter style and I'd rather turn into like a cut price Jake Clifford. I know you're not going to touch Sexton, Mitch, so you'd wait a week or two for Clifford. Nailed it. Absolutely mm. nailed it. Mm. Yeah. And to be honest with you, that's what I'm doing this week too because I'm picking up two who Harris. All right. Okay, boys, i got the Warriors by four. Where are you at, Mitch? Newcastle by 12. I think they're ready to bounce back. I think they've got it right this week. I'll, I'll match you with that one, Mitch. Newcastle by 12. I reckon the Knights could finally be back. Yep. Tight. Awesome. Rabbitohs versus West Tigers. Uh, guys, Nick, what is happening with the Rabbitohs? Boys, Captain Cam Murray's been named to the reserves as he uh, hopes to be a late inclusion after overcoming his shoulder injury, which he had surgery on. So prop Mark Nichols returns from his first game back since round four after overcoming his uh, ankle issue. Jaime Shelley starts in the back row, former Dragon, uh, with Trent Peoples dropping out, which sucks. Mm. Tavita Totola and Tiny Mill would need to pass concussion protocols, guys. So Tavita Totola... He's named a starting prop. You know, Harmay Sally may go to starting prop. You could then move Jar Arrow back to 13 and Trent Peoples back in. That's sort of what I've got as an early read in case Tatola doesn't make the cut. My my question as well with this side, I thought Liam Knight was concussed last week too. He went off shaking his head last week. Mate, he's always concussed, eh? I, f- I feel so bad for him. He's going to have a rough, rough, rough time post-retirement. Oh, yeah, well, anyway, look, he's, he seems to not be concussed, so well done, Liam. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, Mitch, Tigers. Uh, so for this Tigers team, fullback Dane Laurie returns early from a knee injury with Stafford Toa shifting to centre. Luke, Brook make, Luke Brooks makes an early return to 5 at, so it must have just been a hamstring strain. Uh, Tyrone Peachy and Jock Matten dropping out. That's not a bad thing. Uh, Asso Kapow COVID protocols. Huh, I thought they weren't calling on those anymore. Uh, uh, is back on the wing in place of Junior Tupau. And Jake Simpkin returns from concussion uh, at hooker with Jacob Liddell shifting back to the reserves. Uh, David North Lima still out with concussion, but could be a late inclusion uh, also being named in the reserves. Yes, sorry, my brother Rob, uh, who is a semi-regular listener to the podcast, he's been holding on to David North Lima and, yeah, been going, I mean, mate, mate, don't trade him from your draft team. Don't trade him. He's like, oh, but what's... It's like, you don't know with HIAs, but he's a great player. Oh, man, if if he puts him on the free agency, I will be picking him up the next day. 100%, that's what I said to him. I said, yeah, fine, I'll trade you something for him. Anyway, I was trading him Trim Peoples. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all good. So, guys, look, I'll, I'll be honest with you. There's not a huge amount of interest in this in this particular one. Uh, Nick, do you mind if I take two luggy? Yeah, sure, mate. Mate, just because I know what I'm doing with him this week. Two luggy, come on, two luggy this year, guys. He's been the 
He's been the most frustrating player to own that I've ever started with. He finally made cash cow status last week and then gets friggin' benched. You can never predict what's happening with him on this team. He's been injured. He's had HIA concussion issues, shoulder issues, and now he's been benched by Luke Garner. So he is a sell. He is an immediate sell because there are no points for these second rowers on this Tigers bench. I don't know why Madge does it for him to play 25 minutes. It's insane. Uh, anyway, so sell to Alagi. Thank him for his service and move on. Nick, who have you got? Boys, Blake Taff, uh, chucking <coughs> from your team. He scored 10 and he ran for 30 metres last week in 80 minutes. I didn't know that was possible. If you have him in your 17, you need to get rid of him. Okay. It's got a 30 break even. It's not worth it. Roger Tuivasa-Shek, who is the meter eater king at fullback, is crying from Auckland at this absolutely terrible meters gain stat. He's not a desperate sell, but I would get rid of him so quickly if you can. Uh, um, yeah, question he, for you, Nick, though. Didn't he get moved due to uh, the injury early on? on the uh, So the HIA call on the wing. Mate, thirty meters, even on the wing, I'm not, I'm not taking it. Oh, oh, oh look, Taylor, he two hundred. Yeah, look, look impressive. So, okay, fair enough. Moving on. Uh, Trent Peoples, he's in the twenty jersey. Look, he conceded three penalties uh, to bring up thirty-four. He's got a minus five break even. Um, you know, he, he'll get he'll get time over Origin with Murray Arrow Origin certainties. I know Freddie's a huge fan of Kalama Tungy, so he could be a bolter for the bench and maybe game two or three. Um, just hold him if you got him. I don't think you've got to get him out of your side just because he's not playing. He's not losing you money. And if he suits up, he'll make you some money. So um, I think he's a higher chance of playing than someone like a Messiah Tass. Um, in another Chase the Dragons scenario, guys, Farmani Brown. He got two tries, two line breaks, and seven tackle busts in 29 minutes. So he's... the ultimate feel-good story in rugby league that we love to see in coming back from career-threatening injuries but uh, just don't bother he's got he's got no job security no minutes uh, plenty of hookers at the club it's just huge question mark just avoid so um, don't chase the dragon on that one on that note I'll probably take the rabbitos by six this week guys uh, Stu what have you got mate uh Oh, mate, I might just mention Damien Cook real quickly this week, guys. Nice. Uh, just, he cracked out a 77. I thought that he was going to have a really quiet game. I thought for once I was going to get one over those Cook owners, uh, you know, because I was going to get away with uh, Harry Grant playing at seven, uh, a position he'd never played before. But no, he goes through, he scores a solo try, beats 15 people and scores... So he's going to try and lift this team on his back this year because uh, I'll be honest with you, they don't have the talent in there anymore for him to stay back. So uh, Damien Cook, pencil him into your team post-Origin. Find a way, make it happen because he is going to be running like this all year as long as his body can keep up with it, basically. And we know that he can be, because we've seen it early in the good, good for 65 or more tackles in a game, which is huge. Ooh. Ooh. That that sort of stat makes me nervous that he just won't last the season. He's not a particularly um, He catches fella. guys, though. He catches them. He doesn't hit them. Okay. Yeah, he's often the second man in. 
but yeah, I, I do get you. It is a concern there, but he he seems to be pretty durable long term. Anyway, uh, look, Damien Cook, just pencil him in. Uh, but the, yeah, for me, winning this game, uh, I reckon the Tigers got it. I reckon the I reckon the Tigers Tigers by six. Yeah, I'm the same as you, Stu. Um, this is always a weird game. I said it last time when the Tigers got them, and I did not like what I saw from the Rabbitohs last last week. They they just don't look very good, and I don't think Murray's going to play huge minutes. I think this game's just so he can prove he can play Origin. So I got Tigers by eight. Mm. Fair enough. Yeah, you feel a bit bad being Jason Dimitriou having to just play him for a few minutes on your bench. Gross. Uh, yep. Anyway. Uh, then again, being Cam Murray, he might then end up playing the 80. All right, guys, let's go to one of the better games, hopefully one of the better games, down at Shark Park. Might be worth seeing, fellas. Uh, 735, Shark Park. Uh, Sharks versus the Roosters. Won't see the PM there. It's not the PM no more. What a shame. That's it. So did you did you see uh, the Batuta where it's like you have to stop pretending he likes you know working class game to appeal to practice? <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me laugh, man! I'm gonna cough. Uh, all right. <laughs> so look for the Sharkies, mate. Uh, Will Kennedy comes in at one. Lockie Miller, who I was incredibly impressed by last weekend, uh, unfortunately goes to 18th man, which is generally a spot of we liked what you did, but the real guy's back now unfortunately so Lockie uh, looking out for you mate uh, but I was really impressed there uh, and Talakai is named despite having that busted ankle go sell him uh, Mitch Roosters what's doing uh, Satili Tupanua returns from concussion uh, on the bench with Wei, uh, Egan Butcher rather dropping out uh, Terrell May, the third May brother, retains his spot on the bench uh, after a strong debut, and I thought he looked really good. Mm. All those May he's boys. He's a monster, eh? Oh, he's pro- he might be the best of the three. And uh, Drew Hutchinson has been named to start at hooker. So, guys, I might kick us off here. I've got Cam McGuinness, mm. uh, who I feel like I'm talking about every friggin' week. Uh, 56 points in 51 minutes. Look, I felt it was a bit disappointing. Uh, as far as minutes go on a team that does not have Fanukan, I'm just not convinced at all by his role this year. And I, I think this will really be the last time I talk about him this year, or at least I, I hope it is. He's um, not a terrible spot to park your cash because he seems to have been quite consistent, but there's no money there. Fanukan will be back and it's full of risk. So guys, I, I'm fairly sure I'll get consensus here that he's a, he's a don't touch. He's, he's just far too risky and he's oh, just at, not going to have price, He's priced yeah. out along with the risk if he was if he was um brandon smith's price 450 you bring him in anyway right oh, absolutely but yeah he's at 650 i, I can't do it no not with tohu. Uh, get 50 grand get tohu go away yeah exactly right and and tohu ceilings you know close to 70 points um the other one, and I hope we all got him, I'm pretty sure we did, uh, was Nat Butcher. So the absence of Radley, uh, Nat Butcher did what Nat Butcher does best. He had 53 tackles in 80 minutes. And Nick, he sort of reminds me of Sean Fensom in the day. Like, he's absolute tackling mm. machine. Great comparison. Uh, yeah, he, he looks great um, to make some cash and get points. And I think at the moment, he's probably close to a must-buy. Like, if you don't have Nat Butcher, it looks like he's going to play the 80. He makes tackles. He doesn't miss them. He gets the occasional offload. Um, 
I'll be parking that cash basically till Radley comes back. Yep. Now, look, I, I'm getting in butcher this week. I didn't do it last week because I cashed down some guys. But um, this week, I'm spending that cash on Tohu and that butcher for sure. Nice. That's a good bias. Oh, 100%. Um, look, can I also talk about Cam McInnes and Wade Graham really quickly? I don't want to steal your thunder, Nick, but you've got 15 players to talk about. And I've got one. I was watching this game real close. Part of the reason why Cam McInnes played 51 minutes is because Wade Graham went to the middle. So Cam, uh, from what I saw there, Cam McInnes uh, played his initial stint in the middle. He then went off. Wade Graham then went to the middle and then played, which allowed, um, oh, what's his they name? They looked better out the back with that, didn't they? They they did. I, he, he was the ball playing middle, right? Which yeah. allowed Teague Wilton to come on. And he's a really good hole running edge forward like Britton Nakora which added a lot of punch to their edges. So, well, and I also felt like um, Graham out wide was just making that left edge clunky where it had been just so potent. Well, um, yes, because you don't know who's going to be the straight runner, right? Yeah, that's right. No, 100%. Uh, he, he definitely did, and mm. he'll probably need a couple Jewish of... chefs yeah. in the kitchen on the edge. Yeah, that's what I felt like. Yeah. Whereas but- T. Wilton, the stew just said he, he, he doesn't like uh, being tackled. He likes to run through holes. He loves it. 100%. But what I did like is that he got 20 minutes or so of edge and then Wade Graham, he got 30 minutes in the middle. So that's why I would say McInnes, I'd, you know, avoid. But Wade Graham, guys, 400K. He's got a 29 break even. Uh, he's risky. We know about the HIAs. We know about the injuries. Uh, I know. We know. But he's 400K. He's a quality player. Uh he is it was his first week starting back uh i have a one head knock man just one head knock it is but at at the same point his price cost at this point is not especially high if you're looking for a place what 40k and you get him if you want to upgrade billy walters in fact it might be less not 40k almost on exactly exactly and so you get a guy who can be worth he can make you 150 if he plays a few games in a row. Plus, he will be the Mr. Fixit in this team. So, because T. Wilton's playing so well, he will play a bit of 13. He might even play a little bit of halves on occasion if uh, Nico Hines has a few weeks out. Like, he'll put his hand into everything. I think they're trying to find a nice way to grandfather Wade Graham around the field. And he'll make some nice fantasy scores for you while doing it. So, I have a low buy rating on Wade Graham. Uh, I know, Mitch, you're worried about the HIAs. That being yep. noted, are you interested? If I had the trades, I would. Yeah. But I'm I'm still nervous. I got burned by him last year, so uh, once burned, twice gone. Fair enough, Nick. Uh, what about Dalfinican, guys? When's he expected to return from uh, his MCL? Is it a four to six weeker? It's a four to six weeker, but also, week. yeah, also the HIA. Um, could extend that. It's hard to know. So I know he's not going to rush on that, but I'd be surprised if it was longer than that to return from HIA. I'd be thinking four weeks for MCL and possibly yeah. four to six for HIA. But, so it'll be somewhere in that ballpark. But also from a leadership standpoint, Wade Graham is still parking around in there. You'd still keep him over Teague Wilton. So either way, he's going to lock down a spot somewhere in the side. Yeah, I'd see Graham going back to the bench. Wilton just adds so much punch to this team. Like they, they really struggled to get Nigo forward. 
um, without him out there. I just, I don't think you can play both Finucane and Graham. I think it's two of the same players, but anyway. Mm. Excellent. Yeah, I, I, I do get what you're saying there, though. I think they, they will play him, but I don't... Ray Graham. Yeah, that's that, right. That, that I, I can see that they want there. But yeah, I guess it, it's that's why I said low buy rating on him. Anyway, Nick, I, think, I think I think there's a lot of merit to it. Fair enough. Okay, so I'll, I'll park him. I want to bring him in next week. Nick, mate, you've got 500 players. Who are we looking at? Uh, oh dispatch Lockie Miller, guys. Uh, don't pick him up. CSC for Talakai. He's got the highest break even in the league. I think his work rate's really good, but he rolled his ankle and he couldn't finish the game. He's super risky. Unless you really believe in him, there's pretty hard. Um, I think he's a really hard sell. 22.2% ownership. Um, saw the suckers who have him still. I should have got him out last week or the week before when we said, so get out of him if you have I'll him. Sell, sell. That's it. That is the hardest eject I've seen for a while. <clears throat> um, Andrew Fafita. I'm only bringing him up because he's in so many teams. Too. He's still on like 20% of teams. Just get him out of your team. He's not getting in minutes. Um, James Tedesco, guys. Um He's expensive, uh, 792k, 56 fantasy points, 52 break-even. He's in really good form. Six tries in the last four games, running 261 metres per game over the, those five games. So he's building into Origin nicely. So I listened to Matty Johns' uh, podcast. Cooper Cronk sort of said uh, the theory where he said, uh, Belly is focused on each 100% game. Every training session, every game is a 100% detail win, 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 win. Whereas Trent Robinson's more focused on building throughout the year. I know we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, but it was just interesting to hear Cooper um, Cronk say that as well. So I just think they're building um, despite the Panthers spanking. So, you know, Teddy sort of passed the eye test. If you don't have him, I bring him in. Um, as a keeper, particularly with Turbo gone um, and perhaps injured, I just... You know, Teddy's now the gold standard with uh, Nico. And uh, Luke Keery, guys, I mentioned mm. him last week, 621K. He punched out a 68 this week, with a, and he's got a low break-even of 26. I recommended him. He's a massive pod um, for the Roosters as they are looking better. Um, Cooper also shed light on how Keery's form has sort of ch- turned around because he's just simplified his game. He's focusing more on his ball playing and his running. Um, where he's spending too much time sort of thinking about the game. So conversely, he also mentioned Sam Walker has been emphasizing learning the trade and managing the game. So it sort of sounds like they've um, sort Easy of reversed what I said. it. 100%, mate. They just haven't changed the numbers. So you, you, you bloody picked it beautifully. Um, so Kiri's just going back to his running game. We should get more attacking stats for Sam Walker, you know, just yeah. you know, more first receiver directing the team around. So I still have Kiri as a pod buy, guys. Mm. Oh, mate, if I had known that they had done that, I would have picked him up a couple of weeks back 60. because it's, he's still at 129K discount. Yeah, oh, 100%. 68 points when they're getting toweled up by the Panthers, right? That's, that's pretty damn good, eh? It is. I, I didn't even see that 68. That Ooh. shows you did pretty well. I did see a few. They were they were sort of playing dod, uh, like, uh, you know, just past the ball, try and find a break in the Panthers line out the left. So a lot of offloads in there, a lot of tackle breaks. But um, now that I think about it, but yeah, look, Luke Keery, yes, especially while they're hunting because they want to be a top four team, right? You know you win from the top four and they're not quite there at the moment. I know that they're ranked fourth, but uh, sorry, they're, they're, sorry, they're ranked seventh at the moment. And yeah, they really need to pick up their game a little bit. They're running better than that though. Like just watch them. I, I know they've... 
sort of come and go in patches. Yeah, they they have some good and bad games, but they've definitely still got that class to them. Uh, No doubt about it. I whiffed on Teddy with the stem cell injection. He looks really good. Really, really good. I should have got him over friggin' Turbo. Do you think he was threatened by Turbo coming back, Mitch? Mm, Like for Origin and stuff, or do you think he's just built into the season? I just think he decided if the Roosters were going to be good, it was going to be on his back, which it has been. Mm. If Teddy doesn't go, the Roosters don't go, basically. And, and he's he's back to playing the inside ball. He For a little while, there, he was skipping on the outside, trying to find a hole, yep. like yep. Uh, Jack Bird style. Now what he's doing is he's hunting around the middle, waiting for the offload, waiting for the quick play, the ball, and hunting and those is, holes. And that's yeah. what gets him tries or tries. And those big scores we saw in 2020 and 2019. 100%. So I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing from James Tedesco if he's healthy. Yep. All right. So yeah, definitely pod by on Kiri. Uh, awesome. So look, I have, I've got the Roosters to win this game. I've got the Roosters by ten. I was not impressed by the Sharks. Uh, what have you got there, Mitch? Hey, this is going to be really close. I think this is the game of the week. Uh, I think the Roosters are building. I think Nick's right. No for Nukin. Let's go Roosters by four. Excellent, Nick. Looks by two. The close one. Yeah, Excellent. All close. three of us picked the Roosters, so the Sharkies by 37. Uh, <laughs> excellent. And, guys, we have the Toilet Bowl at Belmore. Uh, so 2 p.m. on uh, Sunday, we have the Bulldogs versus the Dragons. And, guys, a uh, few changes with the Bulldogs. Josh Adokar is back on a wing. Corey Waddell is uh, back from that nasty HIA. Was that a magic round? He's that yes. HA he got, yeah, and we thought he did. And, his that, and that goes to my and that goes to my point that Waddell returned within a week after that HIA, and yet we see Wade Egan out for week after week. So there really is um, some uh, biological stuff that goes into that. Hundred percent, because he was ironed out. I thought he did his collarbone oh, out badly. He was, was jacked up. Was, it was a biggie. That's it. Uh, look, the good news is Jacob Carras, who's who is one of those. Um, uh, sort of semi-cashies you can buy this week has kept his spot. Jaden Ockenbohr, uh lock up your daughters. He's uh, free on the weekend, named at 23. Uh, Joe Stimson also gets pushed back to reserves. It's kind of not funny, though, because it's true. <laughs> it's not funny. 100% it's true. That's it. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> All right. So uh, what's happening, uh, Nick, with the Dragons? Oh, it's an easy one, boys. We've got Andrew McCulloch making his um, comeback from his thumb injury on the bench. So Bud Sullivan drops to the reserves. Oh, so Co- I don't like Cody, that. Ram- Cody Ramsey holds on to his fullback spot. Yeah, nice. He, he he looked the business, boys. So I might crack in there because we both know I watch a lot of uh, Dragons because I'm mm. a, a masochist and Bulldogs <laughs> supports them. Uh, so I might start off with uh, Cody Ramsey because I thought he looked fantastic um against the warriors this is so far the best rendition at fullback we've seen this year Mm. he looks great under the high ball good organization of the defense and dynamic in attack he did manage 200 meters though that was off multiple tackle breaks um problem is guys i can't see the dragons becoming a force anytime soon and their draw is about to stiffen a little bit before it softens at the end of the year um i would need to see him on the storm to make him a hard buyer a team that's really really good at least want one more uh, week of Cody Ramsey before I consider recommending him. 
I, uh, Stu or Nick, I don't know if you watched this. I watched it, and I would say that if you're going to get in on this week on Cody Ramsey, this week is the week. He's going to be one of those guys like Xavier Coates who will have these great scores, these low break-evens. He might back it up this week against the Doggies. Yeah. And so you really want to jump on those price rises. If you wait, like, would you buy Cody Ramsey at 350 Well, the problem is I don't think I could recommend him, period. Oh, well, in, in that, uh, fair enough. I'm just saying, look, if you're going to hop on him, if yeah, you need it's a, good a place to cash down, um, although you got another winger there who you could cash down to, Jacob Carraz. What are you thinking about? Well, mate, I think Jacob Carraz is the business. And I honestly wanted him after that first outing against the Broncos. I think I might have been watching the game with you at um, Huxley, Stew. Mm-hmm. He absolutely leapt off the page. And with Naden's exit, I think he might have locked down the permanent spot because he's a better player than Jade Nockenball. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's had seven and six tackle busts in his first two games and runs the ball hard. Like we talk about plays with no chill. He has no chill. Now, he has a few silly mistakes. I know he had a couple of errors there, but for me, he's a straight-up buy and a really interesting pod. Uh, I'm going to really roll the dice and turn uh, Jacob Carraz in turbo into Jacob Carraz and just try and bank the cash and, and eventually against Teddy because Jacob Carraz is a good player. He's, he's probably the best product that we've seen out of the Bulldogs in a long, long time as far as homegrown talent goes. 100%. And, uh, like, Jacob Carraz is 320K, so for only another 40k you get him his break even is minus 15 yeah, yeah he's a solid buy he's a no-brainer mate he can actually really play footy and i'm glad they they dropped that flog jade knockenball so that's a good decision um Talatau Moon, so he's 315k. Uh, he had 64 points uh, and now has a minus 12 break even. Look, it was an unusually productive game for Moon. A lot of his attacking stats seemed to come from uh, tackle breaks, which he had seven. He had two try assists and he had two turnover tackles. He is not going to replicate this week to week. All the attack still goes through Ben Hunt. I've watched every Dragons game. That's not going to change. It's just unsustainable and they don't have soft opposition. So I personally see him as a do not buy mm-hmm. um any arguments from that one boys nope the, uh, the final one is tpj now look i held him because i have to and i pretty much have to ongoing um but if i could have traded him i would have he was actually quite productive in the 56 minutes that he played uh the concern is i'm not sure if he's going to be able to reduce that sort of one ppm per minute uh and given he's lost that 80 minutes and rightly so because he's looked gas regularly um i certainly don't think he's a buy and i think if you could sell him and trade up or sideways you probably should uh stew i don't know did you end up getting off on him no look i <laughs> no uh, so no i've still got tavita in my team uh so i reckon he actually looked quite decent in that 56 minutes because he wasn't having he could to maintain the play rage. at the speed of the very early game and yes he could come on him he did maintain the range he was taking two hit ups a set against guys yep. who were a little bit more tired I think teams worked out you take the bit of gas out of TPJ gets a little bit slow gets a little bit lazy and then you run at him and he makes mistakes so or he doesn't make runs at you anymore whereas this TPJ I liked it he was running hard and straight I I want to watch a couple more games with him in this role I think that uh, he has a better coach. 
I think that's a low bar, but I think that he's got a better coach. And I think that the changes they made to the Bulldog side, they showed up pretty quickly. So I, I would hold TPJ just for now, unless you have a definite better location. Who would you buy at the moment? Tohu? But Probably apart Tohu. From, apart from him. You're not going to mm. lose your on TPJ. He just he, he just may not be a final team keeper. No, so so just just keep an eye out. Like you know, sure I'd love to have Cam Murray, but guess what? Cam Murray's freaking three hundred k more in playing Origin. So TPJ Butcher maybe. Yeah, Butcher, but again, you're trading a guy who could be a final team keeper to a guy who definitely isn't when Radley's back. Is my mm, concern yeah. there? So it's a that's a sideways trade at best. But look. If you want to make some cash and you've got heaps of trades, you could certainly do that. For me, I'm holding TVJ for at least a week or two. Uh, plus, I don't, I'm not really a huge round 13 player, but he plays round 13 against a uh, Panther side with no players. So, anyway. Uh, who else have we got left, guys? i got a Maxi King, boys. Uh, 517k... Cranked out of 33, guys, in 50 minutes, which is bloody disappointing. Mm. So his break-even's 45. He had three penalties, which doesn't help. Interestingly, when he plays over 40 minutes, his PPM is 0.88. So he averages 39 in 45 minutes. Versus when he plays less than 40 minutes, his PPM is 1.33, which Mm. is just off the charts where he averages 43 in about 33 minutes. So um, I just noticed uh, Fantasy Pro... Um, has him very high 57 uh, fantasy point projection. So they're saying 55 points at 1.04 ppm. I just don't think that looks like they've just merged your stats, mate. They've gone 1.33 and 0.88 and split the well, difference. They, yeah, they sort of use like an algorithm, they say. But, I mean, you've just got to use your brain a little bit and just say that he, he can't produce that. He hasn't. So, um, he doesn't have a pain engine, does he? No, he well, he just statistically he hasn't shown that. And I mean, I test he puts it in, but um, statistically he just doesn't. So, I mean, if you had the GPS, you'd uh, tracker on him, you'd sort of be able to work that out. But um, if you have him, sell him. Yep, that's that's where I'm at. Um, any disagreement? Nope, I'm sold him. Selling him. We told, we, we told people to sell him two weeks ago, didn't we? We, we did, well, but I finally got to him this week because there were so many other issues. He's at, I'll just see what the ownership is. Still 30% ownership, so that's why it's Look, relevant. If you're right. an overall player and you're one of those, I need every single player for round 13, and then I'm mythically going to transfer my entire team to round 17 players, and then I'm going to get in all the origin players as well, then yeah, sure, keep Max King. But if you're like most of us, where you're just kind of going to roll through origin and just live with it, I would axe Maxi King before he hemorrhages too much cash. Yeah, and I think, you know, you guys have said it many times, the best way to win this game is to have teams of high value, right? Like you're going to win in the long run. 100%. All right, so Mitch, Dragons, how much? I've got Dragons by eight. They really should beat this average Bulldogs team by more, but the Dragons don't seem capable of winning by more than double digits, so can't be more than eight. Excellent, Nick. Dragons by two. I think it'll be a close one. I actually, and you know what? I'm going to change that. I reckon it's going to be a draw. Draw. 90 minute game draw. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, that'd be gross. Probably be like six all yeah. or something disgusting. Uh, it's not Matt, like the Matt, um, Matty Burton, Titans game. After after he did that um, that awful 
uh, first game that he played at halfback where he couldn't beat the Knights. I think he spent a lot of time field goal kicking, so I reckon he's improved a lot. Look, I'm just going to wind you guys up and say the Bulldogs by 10. I'm not sure they'll get there, though. Oh, don't say that. Emma's a Bulldog supporter. I can't can't live with that. Uh, fair enough. Well, fun in your household this weekend. Anyway, yep. last game of the weekend. Should be an interesting one. Raiders playing very well, running ninth, versus the Eels playing pretty well, uh, running sixth. Uh, Eels got away with it last week. Raiders played very well for their win. And Mitch, what's happening with the milk? Oh, mate, I was hoping you'd let me say it. Guys, he's back. Jamal Fogarty is set to play his first game after the season. So looks more like a 12-week rehab from that meniscal injury, which is much more in line with what I thought it would be. I know they early on said 16 to 17 uh, weeks, which didn't make much sense. Uh, so that puts Brad Schneider into the reserve. Skipper Jared Croker is actually returning from that shoulder injury, which I think is a little bit early, but anyway. Uh, and Zeb Chris switches to the bench. Uh, Charles Nicola Clodstad is out with a hamstring injury, and that brings Xavier Savage in, which I like for this Raiders team. I think he's quite dynamic. And Ryan Sutton comes on to the bench, assuming his wife doesn't text anything, and that puts <laughs> Harry Rushton into the reserves. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> What's happening with the Eels, Nick? Uh, boys, Wacker Blake returns from his knee injury on the wing, so Hayes Perrins dropped out. Uh, Marcus Sivo's uh, made his successful return from injury in the New South Wales Cup last weekend, and he's again in the reserves. He's in the number 24 jersey um, with a return to the NRL, potentially held back until after their bye, which is in round 13. Which makes a bit of sense from what I've seen. So that's the early news that I've seen as well. Uh, but pick him up in your draft leagues, guys, because Mike Acevo is a weapon. So, uh, Wanga Blake is back, guys. Not that that means much for anyone in this team. Uh, but guys who do matter this week, Adam Elliott. Mitch, what are you thinking? Look, we recommended him a few weeks ago as a great potential cashy uh, after finding himself uh, the starting hooker. Uh, then he had a week off with illness and is now signed to another club. The real issue here is security. So he's named at 13 to start here, but I feel like there should be a little bit of caution. I know that you said, Stu, last week that you sort of look at the contract when you're looking at these players. Um, he would need 50-point games and he'd need three of them in a row to get that 100K value, which is very possible if he gets the minutes. But I am concerned as he only had 43 last game and I suspect now that this Raiders team is circling back to their their top um, side that that might not be forthcoming over the next few weeks. So it'll be interesting to see, but I don't know if I have him as a hard buy, which we kind of did before he was struck down by that flu. 100%. Look, he was priced at 447 last week. He's now up to 489, so he's gained another 40k last week because he had that low break even. And he's got a 13 break even this week. So, yeah, I, I got him in last week as my cashy. Uh, so, uh, I think the last week was probably the last week for Adam Elliott, unless there's yep. another injury in this team. No, I agree. Because uh, it looks like they're going to play Zach Wolford for that 20 minutes role. And, and um, look, it seems to be working for Tommy Starling. I think it's a genius play, and you said it early on, Stu, that he's a little guy and he likes to run the ball, and he just needs the uh, win to be taken out of the opposition pack before he gets going. And look, I think the milk's finally showing what I thought they would when I predicted predicted them as a top four side. I think they're going to start to surge over the next five to six weeks. And they left it to like the absolute last minute that they could to make a proper, like a proper run deep into the finals, because like yep. you can always run eighth from just about anywhere. 
except maybe where the Bulldogs are. But like to run fifth or sixth, you got to start a couple of weeks ago. Right, so. right now. And, and uh, look, this team's, they've got a good team. They've got a great pack. They've got a strong back line and they have probably the best halves pairing in the league, in my opinion. Jack White and Jamal Fogarty, that's a strong halves pairing. Wow. I, I'd, I'd say that uh, possibly the Eels and... Um, oh, I've forgotten Penrith. Okay, Penrith, Penrith is number one. But and definitely the not Storm. the Eels. Uh, well, there's two fullbacks the playing half. So. No, not the Seagulls. DC and foreign OGs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Moving on. Okay. Maybe maybe ten, maybe 10 years ago they were. Yeah. Adam Reynolds and Tyson Gamble. <laughs> oh, Tyson Gamble. Anyway, Chad Townsend no. and Tommy Dearden. Oh, anyway. God. Uh, look, uh, before we get to the big boys, let's go through the little ones. Nick Savage, what are we thinking? Mate, I'm... I'm only I'll go as a buy because he's 220k guys. He had a nice uh, cut through the middle off the right edge uh, for a nice try. So he showed off his ridiculous sprinter's pace. The Raiders are aiming up as we've indicated. Is there a strat where you just cash down, hoping he gets a bit of a run at fullback now with uh, CNK on the sideline, boys? I've, I think he's a huge buy just for that reason. Six Any weeks. objection? Yeah, it's enough runway now, isn't it? I, I just think if he's going to show who he is, it's going to be now. And the Raiders are about to crack into some good form. And I think they have a fairly soft little run coming up. Hang Let's have a look. Uh, if they have the Dragons, absolutely. Yeah, see, they do have the Dragons in early July. And I think, yeah, that'll be right on the edge of CNK's return. But I think he might hold down the spot. So they've got Eels and then uh, Roosters next week. So that's going to be round 13. Uh, then they've got Broncos, Knights, Dragons, um, and then finally with the Storm. So, yeah, I could see him having a few good games there, certainly against the uh, Dragons and Knights. 100%. So, so yeah. if you're not interested in a Karaz, I'd say Savage for 100k cheaper is definitely a solid option. I uh, would still take Karaz first if you got the yep. cash. I would only take Savage if you do not have the money. And if the, that lack of money is getting you like an absolute star keeper. Like, you know, if you're buying Tuhu Harris with that extra 100K, that's great. If you're buying friggin', I don't know, Billy Smith, try again. Mm, mm, 100%. Um, just quickly, guys, James Schiller, he's not relevant. He's just an 11% of teens somehow. Just flog him, guys. Um, you I think those are degenerates. Teams, I'll be honest. Okay, you degenerate bots. Uh, Brad Schneider, guys, um, pretty much he's priced out. Because um, his break-evens where his average is at. Jordan Rapana. Well, he, he's uh, also took... dropped off the team, mate. He's done. See, he's well, that, a that's right. Sorry. So. Yeah, sorry. I wrote this before um, before Foggs was back. So, um, he wasn't even kicking goals anyway. So, he's just get rid of him. Uh, he's not even in the list. Um, also, uh, Ryan Madison, guys. So, I wrote him off as, in a, as a trap last week. Avoid. But this week, he's 8-12. Okay, so he's really, really expensive. 73 this week, and he's got a low break even of 31. Um, so he in five weeks, he had 60 fantasy points in 50 minutes, which is just stupid. Now he's got 62 points in 53 minutes, which is still stupid. Um, he, I still think he's a trap. You have to have huge cojones to bring him in. Are your cojones large enough, Mitch, to bring him in? Oh, because I still think he's a trap. I think you're spot on. Uh, I, I think in your she stats, you had him a six offloads. Now, if all of those went to hand, that's 24 points right there. And that's probably accounting for most of his fantasy points. I just don't think you can keep it up week to week. And if teams see him offloading that much, they're going to start wrapping him up. 
Um, they're pretty good on the film these days. They're not going to let that continue to happen because so many tries are scored off the back of those types of offloads uh, with props. So at eight, five to hand and one to ground. There you go. So there's 22 points. So I, I think you're right, mate. I think you just got to stay away if you got him. Well done. But um, sooner or later, this train's going to come to a stop, particularly with those minutes. The, the Are your cojones that large, Stu? Look, I wish I got on a couple of weeks ago because he's DPP. But, mate, I, I still find it hard to buy players off the bench. Like, you know, if you, I'd rather have him than TPJ in my team, but I don't, so I'd live with who I got. Um, Matto, look, he's a great player, and he's playing really well, and he's I feel like he's sized up again at least a little bit to play in the middle. He's uh, massive, dude. He's huge. That's what I mean. It's like he's he's playing really well, and he's still got that athleticism, which a lot of the other big fellas don't have. The issue is, and we've also talked about this, he's one bad tackle away from being done. Yep, that's what I was thinking. So, uh, now look, at the same time, if you got him in three or four weeks ago, who cares, right? Anyone can get injured at any time, but if you're buying him at 812k, that's a concern. Mm. Right, mm. I and he's a possible chance to slot in for Origin now, because they're short on backs. I I play him for Origin. I put him at seventeen, so he's he's athletic enough to play it. So I get him in over Gerbo. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I really? Oh, hundred percent. No Turbo, no Gerbo. hundred percent with those two. I would um I would play Matto there, and um you play a couple of big boys. You play Matto. You play Hines. Oh, you can't not pick Jack White. Anyway, we'll, we'll, come, we'll, come, we'll come to that next week. We, we've got heaps of time to talk about that next week, Getting along with our car now. prize winning one. Anyway, uh, guys, I'm just having a look through these teams. Azai uh, Papali, of course, is just... Uh, I look at him every week now. He keeps on rising in price. He's like he's drifting off into the free and stratosphere. Uh, he's at 924k. He's got a 70 break-even. I've just got to hope that he like, I know, insults the ref or something, gets sent off to for him to become affordable. If you got him, you're laughing. If you don't, I can't recommend you pay top price. Go get Tahu Harris. Well, we thought top prices at eight hundred k four we, weeks ago. We did. I know. And I you just said he had, you said he mean had he had no chill, and you didn't buy him. I didn't buy him. I'm just I'm just saying it's like I just feel like you're paying absolute absolute top dollar. Oh, so, it'd be a big mistake. I, I, I know, man. I just feel like you're the guy who's buying Bitcoin, you know, at the one moment and then wondering why you're living back at your parents' place. Yeah, uh, I think <laughs> if you're going to do that, you'd get Pat Carrigan. I think that's the better buy. Yeah, ah, I do like that one too, Pat Carrigan too. Uh, the other one is, uh, yeah, Jamal Fogarty, chuck a star on him. Just watch out for the season. Zach Wolford is not a buy. Uh, yeah, that's it for me. So, who have we got winning this one? I've got the Eels by 14. Nick? Uh, Eels by four. And Mitch, what have you got, man? I have not been impressed by the Eels the last two weeks. The referees basically gave him that win against Manly. The milk is back, rated by 12. Excellent. Top four, baby. Oh, look, they certainly could be. They're, I, I definitely say they're worth being a top eight team. Uh, there's certainly competition stiffening up. So, look, we got the Two to the Moon segment this week, uh, thoughtfully provided by Nick this week. There's a number of negative... They're almost all negatives this week. This is ridiculous. Jacob Karaz, minus 15. 
that's possibly why he's the top of the cash cows. Because A, because he looks good, and B, he's got a minus 15 break even. Taller Talamone, don't buy him, but he's got a break even minus 12. Selwyn Cobbo, too expensive, break even minus 10. Ezra Mam, probably only going to get one week when Adam Reynolds come back in, so do not buy, break even minus 9. Michael Molo, who we did get a question about, so we'll bring him up in a minute, about whether he's a buy, minus 8. Uh, Faumanu Brown, minus 7. Sean Johnson, break even to 2. Cody Ramsey, break even to 7. Stu, just a real quick one. If Jacob Carraz cracks out 50 the next three games, he'll go up another 200k in value. I will. I can't see him getting 53 in a Mate, row. I did the same thing with CSF Italakai when I brought him in. It, it can go south pretty quickly, mate. You, you put him in as 114 three weeks in a row. No, I didn't. <laughs> but, but what you can do is you can go, at least with Jacob Carraz, you're hopping on at the bottom of the train. The answer is he can get 35 this week. He'll still make a ton of cash, right? He'll make you fifty. You, you'll get you'll get your hundred k pretty quick. Even if it's thirty five, say you made your hundred k in two weeks. Exactly. So you're laughing. So Jacob Caraz, guys, is our recommendation to make some kish this week. All right, a captain, my captain, or vice captain. So look, I'm back on the Cleary train this week against the North Queensland Cowboys. Uh, Mitch and Nick, who have you guys got? Mitch? Mm, mate, I said it six weeks ago. I'm putting Cleary as captain every week. I'm not chasing the dragon. That's Fair. silly. Fair enough. Uh, Nick? Ditto. Easy. Excellent. Maybe I should put Matty Burton as captain against the dragons. Uh, hey, he looks the business, man. As you, as you both said, he's he's got it together. He's, he and Karaz are the only things coming out good out of Canterbury at the moment. That's it. Um, awesome. Okay, and look, vice-captain for me this week, uh, having a look at these sides, I worry a bit, little bit about Hines versus uh, the Roosters. They're not going to just let him slip through the lines. Uh, I would put it Harry Grant versus Manly back at hooker. For me, Mitch, who have you got? Uh, this is for trade, so I'm putting Randall to Tohu. I have to get rid oh, of him. Oh, no, 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 just who your vice-captain is, mate. Oh, vice-captain. Uh, so I'm putting in Ben Hunt as my vice-captain. Oh, nice. Um, Bulldogs, he should have a day. Excellent. Nick, who have you got as vice-captain? I think IPAP is a strong uh, candidate again this week. Oh, uh, yeah. He had a bit of a down Actually, week. He's a sit-and-forget vice-captain. Yeah. Because, like, his down week was what? What did he get? 51. Oh, <laughs> That's filth, mate. Absolute filth. All right. Jeez, I'm missing it wish I didn't listen to you guys anyway moving on <laughs> uh, alright so trades this week I'll lead off with mine which is, is that after my cash downs last week I'm selling Max King and I am selling uh, Tuolagi and I am buying Nat Butcher and Tohu Harris you must still have a bit of cash in the bank there Stu after all those sell downs I do I basically but I, I'm spending 250k of it on this one because I'm turning two not keepers into a fully fledged keeper and a guy who will trade into another keeper for like for like value yep uh, Mitch what have you got uh, Randall to Tohu got to get out of dodge with him uh, I think Phoenix Croslin will continue to suck minutes out a bit like um, Tommy Starling's doing with Zach Wolford and um, Turbo to Karaz and hopefully I can use that to get myself um, James Tedesco and then it's really no no trading till post-origin which is when I look to pick up Teddy hopefully 
he drops a bit of cash and I'm not paying full freight. 100%. 100% you hope that he comes back, plays round 14, a bit undercooked. Uh, Nick, what are you doing? My only temptation is Karaz, um, getting out of a Tuolungi or, or Leo Thompson, somewhere like that. But um, at this stage, I'm trying to bank the two trades um, down to 16, so, you know. Excellent. At least you're not down to 13. <laughs> Yeah, well, all, all I do, mate, is I, I probably axe to a luggy, but yeah, depends on what you do for it. Um, mm. All good. So, AntBrown93, what's his question, Nick? How many trades should we have at this point in the season? Um, probably more than 13. More uh, than we have. <laughs> yeah, more than we have, definitely. I, I'd like to have 18, ideally, particularly given we're getting the four trades. My, um, a game coming up. That's true. My my big one is for this year is that you, my rule of thumb, you want 10 trades for injuries, like between now and the end of the season minimum, because guys are going to get injured and you don't know when they're going to come back and there's no point holding Cam Murray if he's not playing for your head dead final, right? So you want to play, you want to have those trades, uh, plus you want, like if you have a look at your side at the moment, how much of a starting 17 do you want to be there come the beginning of your head-to-head finals or, I don't know, even in six weeks' time, right? And just work out, well, how many trades do I need to get rid of them? So my answers are probably for my side, 14. Yeah, um, I think you really need 16 to 18. I think that should be your goal. Yeah. after this week. But, but remember, and I'm, I'm the reason why I'm saying 14 is because we get four bonus trades round 20 this year. Thank yep. gosh for that. I'd be in real trouble without that. 100%. All right, Nick, what, who's, what's the next question from our questions from the people? From Millsy06, is Luke Garner a buy? Does he get dual position soon? So I've had a look. I think he will get the DPPs. He's played six of his last 10 games in centre and four of his last five since round six when the last changes were made. So <coughs> I think he will get it. Um, and just a note from NRL.com, it says players deemed to be covering for short suspension were not given DPP status. So I think he's been covering uh, centres more or less for injury. So I'd say he is likely to get it in terms of his if he is if he is a buy um what do you think uh boys Stu, do you have any uh opinions on luke garner in particular uh because he, he's back in the second row again so um, um and he seems to lock down a fair bit of that spot he scored very well last week uh look i reckon he's he's playing with confidence and he's off to the Panthers next year obviously um, the coach Ivan uh, he was one of the guys on Ivan's bus back in the day and so he's joined them next year he played uh, 58 points in uh, 80 minutes last week with a meat pie so look Luke Garner he looks like a decent buy he's a 550k player you can buy him in uh, he's not the strongest buy rating that I've got all week but I wouldn't hate it if you bought him this week I like it more than if you bought Wade Graham. Mm. It's um, he's cheap. That is the uh, tempting part. I'm just looking up his rugby uh, fantasy pro stats. Uh, uh, Mitch, would you be interested in Garner? Uh no, I just don't have the trades. I mean, if I did, I would, but I just don't have the trades. Yeah. Well, he's mm. yeah, four fifty six k. 
he's got a break even of four. So he's likely to make cash. He's not a final team fella, but if you're looking for guys who just play, and he looks like he's he's playing for a spot. He doesn't play around thirteen. Okay, so in games where he's played over 70 minutes in the back row, his average is 48.7. Okay, that which puts is, me to a strong buy. Um, but, you know, that's if, if we're talking about the Tigers here, so. Yeah, but okay. So that would, that would give him a price target around 680, which means he'll make about 230K potentially. But, um, geez, that's pretty juicy. Yeah, well, look, if you put him at 45 for the next three weeks, uh, he makes uh, 40, 30, 100, 100 grand. So, I don't know. I, 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 Luke Garner is a medium buy for me. I My worry with um, bringing like a Luke Garner is at this stage of the game... He's not super cheap. Like, obviously, we just established he could make some nice cash, but he's not necessarily a keeper because we already have heaps of keeper centers. We have your Burtons. We have your Targos. We have your Aitkins, you know. We've got these other guys in our teams who we like in our centers for our final keepers. So um, if you're thinking of him as a cash, I think it's a bit of risk because of the job security and the West Tigers are managing all those kinds of risks. But... Jeez, it's a nice, it's a it's a ballsy play, and I, I like it. He's a 0.9% ownership, so it's a real, you, you could really strike gold. So thanks for bringing this to our attention, Milzy. Yeah, no, I like it. Uh, the more that I look at Luke Garner, if he's won that spot over Tuolagi, I like it. Because Tuolagi, mm. he can play middles better than Garner can. So. Oh, just just flog Tuolagi to Garner. That's actually a decent option, isn't it? It's yep. track swap. 100%. Don't stop giving Nick ideas, Milzy. All right. Okay, so we've got Max Shackey. is asking, is it Tahu time? I think we've all said, yes, it is Tahu time. 100%. Yep. Excellent. The Business 2173. My mom wants to know if Talakai for Burton and Max Kington at Butcher is booming. It's booming. Booming. It's, it's, I love that. It's possibly the biggest boom that I've heard for ages. Talakai for Burton is like the best trade and Max Kington at Butcher is a great trade. Yep, you're trading. You're trading for a keeper in Burton, and uh, Nat Butch is good to go for at least twelve weeks, and then you can trade across to someone else. Perfect. Hundred percent. And the last question, Kyle, is Butcher still a good buy this week? Uh, I think we've said that several times. Yes, Butcher is a good buy. I'm just quickly checking the other socials, seeing if there's any more stuff up for us there. Butcher stays fifty-five the next three weeks. You will make another hundred k. So, and, and where does that hundred k put you? What 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 will that price will that put him up to? Six forty five. So it's actually one hundred and twenty. So really, at that point, you're trading up to, well, yeah, you're most of the way to a keeper level player. Yep. Uh, just having a look here through here through Messenger. Uh, Lolo, Jason Tam Lolo, trade now, hold till after round thirteen. This is from Ian William. Uh, if it's a week, well, we don't know if it's a week or two weeks, do we? Oh, I think I think one would be pushing it, most likely two. Okay, so we said that we said that they reckon he'll be one, but there's risk associated with that recommendation. I think he'll definitely be two. Odds on being one, maybe seventy percent. Okay, fair enough. So, 
okay, so mate, it's it's your risk if you're holding him. And the worst thing is, is if you hold him thinking it's one week and then it is two and you don't have that round 13 player. Anyway, moving on. Uh, cut. Here's a good question that he also asked because he asked about 17. I'll just cut down to the last one. Uh, is any cut price keepers that are worth buying into this week? Obviously, Tahu. Anyone else? Um, cut price keepers. Uh, Kiri, if you're a believer, I guess, um, which I mentioned earlier. Um, I don't hate that. Yeah, I'd put Kiri in there. But but there's a huge injury injury risk there, but he could be a massive pod. Uh, Reed Marnie is probably the cheap. We didn't speak about him, but he got another 50 this week. I was watching him. Mm. I almost got him. He did a strong buy last week, or was it the week before? Week before I got on him. (laughs) And look, this week he cracked out. 56. 56. Ooh, nice there we match. go. So it's got a break even of 45. And unlike Reese Robson, he doesn't have a coach who keeps on putting a hooker on the bench. Oh, I think he's got the 80 minutes locked up. He's too good a player um, to be to be not playing the full 60. I think Brad Arthur learned that pretty quickly. Yep. So if we have a look at that side then, Reed Money is also probably the cheapest. He's going to get 703k. Mm. I would put a probably a strong buy rating on Reed Marnie because he he's probably an 800 850k player yeah the Josh, the Josh Jackson train hasn't quite left yet either yep 100% um uh look Maddo probably has left the station yeah he's gone. Angus Crichton's gone too uh yeah Angus Crichton yeah he's pretty expensive now uh no that that's about it that I can see uh, obviously, you know, Nico Hines at 950 grand's a bit expensive. Uh, who would have said at the beginning of the year that Nico Hines would be the currently the top price player? It's insane, eh? Yeah, 100%. Well, he's played really well, but it'll be... I'm really interested. I want to watch this game this week. I want to see how well Nico does against uh, like, a, what a, like a pretty hard jamming in defense because I don't know whether you guys watched that Roosters game. But uh, against the Panthers, they really tried to jam the Panthers as hard as they could. I warned you that if they kept trying to jam Cleary like that, he'd eventually uh, work it out and have a day, and he did. Yeah, you're spot on, mate. A hundred percent. And it's and they, they tried to jam that, Luai that's... as well, and it's like, fine, we'll kick it. Or we'll let yeah. Kikau kick it, which is Or ridiculous. we'll let Isaiah you know, run up the middle and just run a mark, so... Um, this is where people who aren't Cleary truthers just don't understand that Nathan Cleary is cerebral. He'll just figure out ways to get points and get his team over the edge. Uh, and but the I, I, don't, I don't think Nico Hines is going to have such luck. He's not the same player as Nathan Cleary. He's a good player, but he's not the same player. No, I don't. He's not grown up watching first grade his entire life. Um, all right, so uh, guys, that's about it for this week. Thanks for putting up with my croaky voice. Uh, Mitch, any final thoughts? No, as always, left it all out on the field. Excellent. Uh, oh, sorry, we did have one. I had one very last question. Mickey Molo for the Dragons. What's his job security like? They're saying that Moose is out indefinitely. Uh, Mitch and poor. Nick, I believe. Yeah? Well, yeah, I think I think Hook's going to continue to move the team around as they drop more games when this draw stiffens up. I did think he looked pretty good. Um 
But, you know, that, that score he had, that 53, was largely due to a meat pie and a couple of other attacking stats. But I think, like his brother, he probably is a player of the future for St. George. But Hook's going to continue to, to move this team about. So, um, well, there's just a lot of risk associated with it. So, I'm just looking now. He had two line breaks and, and, and a try, which is pretty unusual for a front row forward. So, if we get rid of that filth, uh, 34 tackles, two tackle busts, one error. So and two penalties conceded. So he probably had um, mid-30 points. And yeah. I think that's pro probably where he's more likely to be if he keeps his job. So sort of like a pseudo-Leo Thompson buy. Um, and as I said, assume he keeps his, his spot week to week because yeah. we know they've cycled. you out there, don't you? And you've got Gajewski who's been in and out. I think it's really risky. Mm. For not much for not much juice. Like if you're looking at Cashies, um, Jacob Caraz or uh, the other one we said was... Um, uh, Savage. That's it, Savage. Yep, but I would go. I would go Karaz first. Probably Karaz, Savage, and then if you really want to go to the casino, Cody Ramsey, but I think that's fraught with danger. 100%. Um, and look, Brenton Vickery, he didn't ask any questions this week, which is good, because apparently he's running 29th. So, mate, you know, I don't think you get any more questions for us this year, mate. You're doing too well. So if you do ask me any ones, I'll have to give you the wrong answers. Um. <laughs> Nah, but well done to you, mate. Uh, awesome. Well, Nick, thanks for your work this week. Thanks, thanks, mate. Nah, thanks for putting it all together and, and your hard work there. Thank you, Mitch, as as well for your hard work and expertise. Thanks, mate. And uh, thank you to myself for, well, just being me. And Sponsoring the podcast. And, and, first, <laughs> no, and also uh, having a computer that works, even if I have a voice that doesn't. <laughs> awesome okay well look uh thank you to everyone listening home again if you like the podcast uh please feel free to uh leave a review leave a recommendation or even just send us dm let us know what you think the only way we get better is if you let us know what you do and don't like you know if you tell us that you don't like us at all well i guess sucked in but this anyway, <laughs> thanks guys uh this boom uh all bust podcast signing out